text message thread. Dude, that can happen to me in the morning. I can be like, bam, we're live. I can be just like looking at my phone and all of a sudden be like, holy shit, I need to be in the shower five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that, trying to keep up with that thread's crazy sometimes. Oh, the 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 sausages yeah. one? Hey. <laughs> um, uh, I got my new um I got my new Alex Gazan card. Oh, and man. it came with this stand. Oh, that's a nice stand. These stands are do you own any of these cards? Yeah. I got the oh. original Colton one. Okay, this stand sucks. <laughs> the Every time favorite. I touch the chocolate penis back there, all those cards fall over. You must be and picking those up all the time. <laughs> yeah, and you know how, dude, I want to ask, I wonder, can you, can I just buy a bunch of these card stand? They have those yeah, on, sure. on, yeah, for on sure. Amazon. I need a bunch of those. Jody Lynn, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Christine Young, good morning. Two hours with Hiller last night. Jeez. You know, the thing is, is I needed to catch up with Hiller. Um, I worried's like not the right word. I'm never worried about him. But I'm I just trip on the fact that um he's going through a lot right now. You we, we played an animation of that that surgery his wife had, and that surgery his wife had looks ho- horrible. Hey Greg, what's up, dude? Kid, what are you doing? Um, hanging out, talking about card stands. I got this, um, s- this friend of mine makes playing cards and he got this new stand. And so when the card sits in it, it, it doesn't, um, I'm not, it doesn't fall over as opposed to, Hey, he had these kind. And every time I set up my cards just in the back there, if you touch one card, they would all fall over like dominoes. It made me hate him, the cards, everything about it. <laughs> Business cards? No, just like they're just like uh, athlete playing cards that he sends me. This guy Wad Zombie makes them. He's a meme guy, but he also makes playing cards. And so, I, so I like to support him and put the cards up in the back there. But I was like wanting to kill myself because they were always falling over. It's, it, you, do you have anything like that in your life that like falls yeah, over and it's like fact. it shouldn't be falling over? Um, this gizmo here. Oh yeah, that's the exact it's, shape of my card thing that I hated. What is that for? It's for the iPhone. Is is yours good? This is this is the best of them. And oh. I've I've gone through Amazon and I, I think I bought them all. <laughs> and uh, I have all your rejects. Whenever I go over to your house, you're like, here, you want? <laughs> yeah, this? I, give you, I, I do. You've yeah. got a lot of them, like those yeah. those uh, silicone ones. Yeah, I see a pile of them over there. Yeah, rejected iPhone stands. Well, here's here's the here's the this the super dad thing. Um, I can't tell you how many times. Like we've ruined a meal because the iPhone playing Frozen tipped over the salt shaker. <laughs> oh, right. right. <laughs> now it's an issue always to demo anything. Show something on the iPhone. Do you hold it? They hold it. You both hold it, or you prop it up against some shit and it keeps tipping over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this and this solves that. I keep it in my ba- backpack. So, along the same vein of uh, superficial uh, conversation. Um, is your hair your your hair looks different? And I'm thinking it's because you're. It's like when I go to Tahoe, my hair changes. I jumped out of the shower and I, I didn't see my hat, and so here I oh, am. Oh, does your hair change in Idaho? What's that? It looks like you use soap and cream rinse this morning, like conditioner. No, you know what I mean. I does your hair change when you go to Idaho? You know what I mean? How like sometimes like if different elevations or you go to a different town, you're like, well, my hair feels different. It's different in Arizona dry than uh, Santa Cruz humid. 
but I, I probably notice that more from hearing the girls talk about it. Right. Maggie's profoundly sensitive to that. Whereas you just jump out of the shower and look for a hat. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I look at bald guys and I'm kind of, there's some part of me that's jealous. Right. Me too. They're just there at the fuck off thing. But look at you. You, you got, your hair has hair. Right. <laughs> hey, um, what, another crazy thing is, um, Matthew, like, good morning. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Where's Caleb? <sighs> working, working, I'm sure. Working for the government. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bald dude, there's always like this thing about bald dudes like having hair is better. And I, I like I don't see any ugly bald dudes. I, like I've never seen an ugly bald. No, dude. it's the in between that's pathetic. Right. right. The cling the clinging to the the 742 hairs you have left. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to be like Mikey Weaver, you know, at the first hint of baldness start starts shaving. That's what he did. It seemed it He's been bald the whole time I've known him, and he's been one of the most attractive men ever, according to all of the females around me, including my fucking dog. Right. Everything with a vagina. You sleep with a dog? I had a dog, and you'd say Mike Weaver, and she'd run to the door and bark. (laughs) It's the sound of his name. He'd come into the gym, and she'd hide behind the weight tree and look at him. Was that Athena? Yeah. Yeah, she she had a man crush. My dog had a man crush on that kid. Um. Uh, uh, does Pat Sherwood hate this podcast? Why is he stuck in between? <laughs> does he have seven hundred forty-two hairs? Why would he hate it? <laughs> or because we talk about real shit, even when we talk about superficial subjects. I'm gonna go with. Does he? Does Pat? Does no? Pat I have no idea. Someone yeah. did send me a DM the other day and goes, "Where's Pat Sherwood? I haven't heard from him in years." I don't even think he was involved in the games coverage this year. I don't know what happened to him. Uh-uh. Kind of just fell off the. Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe he got a, a real job or he's busy or. Hey, do you sleep with an animal in your bed, Greg? You, sh- um, you know, Ripple, Ripple get on the bed. He likes to, he likes to put his head on Maggie's feet. And if you want a position in the bed and the dog's there, do you work around it or do you just push him off? Like it's three in the morning and you're like, fuck, I need my feet where that dog I is. I find myself accommodating and I wake up a little irritated. And then- yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> I used to have a cat that would sleep in a bed with me, and I'd find myself arched, and I'm falling off the bed, and it's because the cat kept nut- pushing, pushing, pushing in the small of my back, and you'd accommodate it to the point of waking up and being pissed at the cat. But I tell you what, dog in the bed. What I like is that uh, growl that wakes me up. Like you he heard something outside—a raccoon or a skunk or. No, I mean just you know, there's a there's a lot of comfort in putting uh, Japanese tea garden bells on all the doors and sleeping with a bunch of po- chihuahuas in a, in a 40 cal next to the bed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Security. So you sleep with a woman, a dog, and a gun next to your bed? That kind of thing. Right. You, that's your ideal situation? Sure. <laughs> I Last night I woke up and I'm on the edge of a king-size bed because there's a dog that's only a 14 pound dog that has moved me over there. I was fucking irritated when I woke up. Yeah, and it bites. That my dog bites, so I can't move him. It sounds like it sounds like our bird. And he's almost dead. This is gonna sound horrible. This is gonna sound really bad. I won't say it, but you know what I'm thinking, right? 
Whatever. He's old as shit, dude. He can't see. I've known him as long as I've known you. Right. (laughs) That's true. That dog shit in my closet. Hey, many times. Hey, listen, here's one thing. I don't like to do this to my guests, but here's one thing that you were definitely wrong about. You thought for sure that dog would be eaten by a coyote. You made that (laughs) hypothesis several times. It's not often you're wrong, Greg, but he, well, there's still time. There's still time. It, it would fit in a bread box and you ran it over and it was fine. <laughs> My dog. Yeah. 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 He did get run Someone over. Someone ran it over, right? Yeah. He did get run over. Yeah. Yeah. You wrapped a, you wrapped a paper towel around his leg. And he was better. And a sock with some tape. Hey, it it was exact that happened exactly how you said that shit happens. Basically, I had that dog. Haley and I took care of it like it was our kid, like we were mentally ill. We had kids. We the, within within a year of Avi being born, that dog was uh, ran over by a car because we, we neglected it. We just stopped paying attention. Benign neglect. You just you, like you open the car door and you stop. You don't give a fuck where he is. You go tend to the kid in the back seat, and then Parmesh wandered off onto Old San Jose Road and got run over exactly you predicted that you did predict that that should have killed him you could have been right with two <laughs> i locked him in the car one night greg and um by two in the morning we couldn't find him and i had checked the car and i still couldn't find him and Haley had already pulled all his dog food and bowls and leashes because you know all the coyotes around here in mountain lions and by seven in the morning like i checked the front door and all of our shits that all of his shits there like she's given up already he's toast and I go to get in the car, and he's frozen in there. <laughs> I told you that story, right? I probably called you, like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I, I remember that. Dog. I remember that. I'm glad it had a happy ending. <laughs> we, we had it. We had a. Uh, we've had some like um, just dudes on here, you know. From it's kind of interesting the intersection between like flat earthers. Like we had a, a flat earther guy on here who was just really fucking hostile. And then you got these brilliant guys who are fucking PhDs like Jay Cooey, who then have also spent three years of their own time um, uh, becoming what's, I think, a higher level than PhD in, like, immunology, right? He doesn't have the piece of paper, but he knows more about immunology than fucking probably the, the best immunologist in the world because of his own just insane passion to try to figure out what's going on. And... Between these people, there becomes this intersection. And one of the things that you and I were talking about, and it was this, I think it was a video that you sent me, is RFK's look at the uh, CIA. And this this guy came on the show who was, who was a little bit, I don't, know, I don't know how you would describe him, but he was the flat earther dude. And he basically said NASA and the CIA were money laundering operations. And so even if they weren't created for that, the way RFK is now describing the CIA is basically it's a money laundering operation. Yeah, right? it's, it's worse than that. It's worse than that? Yeah. Yeah, he's saying that it's a that its purpose is to uh, provoke war to support the uh, military industrial complex and that his uncle JFK um figured that out and my problem with and that's the why horror, they killed him what's that and that's why they killed him 
No, I'm not, oh. not, not going there at all. Okay, okay. Not going there at all. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you know, we, it's the realities of his position are tough enough without complicating it with a, with a, you know. Okay, okay. Something about which we probably know next to nothing. Okay. But uh, uh, the idea that the CIA um, provokes uh, foreign entanglements to support the military industrial complex, my, what, what strikes me about that is that I've been forced to realize that what the role of the FDA and the CDC is. And we live in a world where there's enormous comfort between, say, Coca-Cola, uh, DeVita, the dialysis people, and Big Pharma. Right. To the point where nothing can be trusted that comes out of the CDC on the subject of chronic disease. Nothing. Nothing. And so how, how similar is that and how hard of a stretch would it be to believe that the that, um, for instance, what's happening in Ukraine right now, um, and look at the amount of armament that's being sent from around the world, and who's benefiting from that? Where's, where's the profit going? And the, the amount of money is, is breathtaking. Yeah, billions. I mean, he even says in this interview that you sent me... Um, hundreds of billions. Hundreds of billions, right. Maybe trillions. Oh, Maybe I did see a number on that. Hold on. Uh, something I was looking up that you sent me. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. You sent me something else that fucking blew me away. Yeah, it's 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 good like vaccines. Me meaning it's just a, the money, it's a cash the money. cow. The amount, of, the amount of, you know, financial clout and all of that. Um uh but the way the conspiracy theorists, and I put, say that in quotes, um, bring it up is like that it's a, it's a decision that's made in order to make money as opposed to the way you present it. It's just an alignment or intersection of needs, right? So Coca-Cola needs the FDA to say that, you, could, that Coca -Cola, you can drink three cans a day and that you can exercise away the, the, the Coke. And so they kind of like – and the FDA is also trying to say healthy things to society. You see what I'm saying? You're, yeah, you're not think, making it – I think Dow described it as a conspiracy of interests. Conspiracy of interests. And less so than a bunch of guys sitting around in a room. Right smoking cigars, plotting and planning. They don't have to do that. And so Coca-Cola isn't the, isn't the enemy of, of the dialysis industry or of nephrology. It's a partner. And so is pharma. They're partners. We have, a, we have an interesting thing in, in conspiracy law, and there's not a requirement that the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. And I believe that was actually part of a, a judicial decision, something before the Supreme Court. One of the sides made that point. Um, and it's, it's important in that what we need is that the, the combined efforts be mutually beneficial and both parties' contributions illegal. And I think we have a legal conspiracy. Some some lawyers out there, Dale Saren can call me up and correct me, but I believe that's the, the nuts and bolts of it. And so 
And so what you find is that we have an alliance where my criminality and your criminality benefit us both well, and we have mutual respect for one another, but where there's no handshakes, written deals, or maybe even a phone conversation. So there's no, it, it becomes an awareness game. There's no... Well, I'm, ste I'm stealing the shit and you're selling it for me, you know? And, and as, long like, as, I don't, as long as no one can prove that I knew it was stolen, it's all good. Yeah, and I'm not sure where it's going, what I stole. On, there's, on the, a, there's a lot there's a lot of that but look look it up it's about it's a, the concept was that the left hand need not know what the right hand's doing for there to be a legal conspiracy hey i wonder if on the simplest level if you if you let's say you stole a bike and you sold it to me and i didn't and, and you're just walking down the street and i bought it from you am i complicit in the crime or no if I well you know at the, the point that we're doing uh 50 bikes a day oh um <laughs> things get, things right. get interesting. I'm hoping the bike. Okay, and that's the whole pawn shop thing. Then, then, then it's like, hey, the pawn shop's just buying stolen shit. Our friends, the Frankels, the play it again mm -hmm. uh, sports people. Mm -hmm. um, one of those wonderful brothers opened up a, uh, a used tool business, mm -hmm. and like the first companies were were uh, crack smokers bringing in tools and then the next thing that came in were the cops and then it was the people who had their tools stolen and that was kind of the routine for the business it was crackheads meth heads um uh police and people who had their shit ripped off <laughs> dude t stealing tools is a crazy business my i live you know where i live i live out in the middle of nowhere and my neighbor's yeah. a contractor yeah and the only crime we've ever had here in five years is someone came to his house and fucking and pulled his tools all out from the the drawers underneath his truck and stole them and it's obviously someone who knew him right yeah mm -hmm. yeah tools are tools are crazy or, or any construction sites they're just targets for thieves you, you know how you get into this you've gotten into like genres of um videos um Many years ago, we had these hot air balloons flying over. I was house. just thinking of that. I was right. just thinking of that exactly. Like literally, we lived in this house, Greg and I together, and these bit you would hear this, and you'd go out in the front yard, and right above you, you could throw a rock and hit it. Was a, a half dozen hot air balloons. We had one go down in the neighbor's backyard, and then this is the people across the street, and so the balloons draping, canoping over the house, right, and people are just crying and. So balloons fly over the house and my kids run inside screaming and it's just because a balloon went over and I go, what's the matter with you? And they said, those things are dangerous. And I go like, that's bullshit. They're not dangerous. And it, Colleen says, just go on YouTube and look. And so that night I did, I, I was calling your living. daughter. Yeah. And I, I watched hot air balloon crashes for like five, six hours. And uh, everyone who takes a hot air balloon videos it. And they go down all the time. And the, you, can, you can categorize them. You could do a whole taxonomy of hot air balloon wrecks. Power lines, right? <laughs> um, it's horrible. They're horrific. But my favorite was the one that settles down on the freeway in rush hour traffic and nobody slows. The cars are just going around it? Oh no, right through it, hitting the oh, back, hitting shit. the people, and it's like no one slows. There's no brake lights. <gasps> Kai lands on a freeway going 70. I've become fascinated with these videos. They're just all over, they're all over now, all over California of um uh 
smashing grabs. Have you have you got have you seen that? It's just thirty kids go into a Nordstrom and take everything into a Gucci store. There's a new one every single day. There was this movie I never saw it called The Purge, but it was like I think it, the premise was crime was legal for twenty four hours, and like that shit is like. It almost seems like it, we're li- it's happening in California. Like, just groups of kids are just going... I don't even know if they're kids. They're adults. Mm-hmm. Something. And you just see them. Like, I saw one yesterday. It was crazy. It was, at a, it, was, it was a Nordstrom's. 30 people went in. And, like, you know how everything's, like, chained up? So as they're running out the store, like, the, 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 the racks are coming with them with, you know, 30 feet of uh, steel cable. What would you do? Do you have like, – what do you think should be done with that? I think the law should be enforced. And that happened, by the way, at what we called the Topanga Plaza. It was the mall that I went to as a kid. Yesterday, the, the Nordstrom one that's big happened? That's The one – the L.A. one? Yeah. I just, saw, I just saw it yesterday. It was that was crazy. in Hills. Yeah. Just a couple of miles from where I grew up. You found it, uh, Sousa? It's been it's been a national story. The footage was dramatic. The the Nordstrom's one. Hey, but there's ones every day. There's Gucci That's and right. there's ones every day. I mean, I I'm just be, I just can't even believe what I'm seeing. But you know, listen, it's not. Forget the everydayness about it. It's yeah. not everywhere. Right. But I'll just share with you. We we've, we've not had that problem in Scottsdale nor in Cordelang. Right. Okay. You know. Okay. The guys at the guys at my Apple store in Scottsdale, I think they'd I think they'd knock your teeth in if you tried to leave with an iPad. Which I'm okay. I, I'm okay with that. Well, that's what it has to be. I mean, you, private property needs to be protected at at any cost. You don't have a civilization without it. Right. It's not because we're superficial. It's not because we're putting property over life. It's because it keeps the, the thread of our civilization uh, going. You don't have a civilization without private property. What do you, do you have? I don't, uh, L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Portland? <laughs> Chicago. Eaton Beaver. Good morning, Coach. <laughs> Eaton, how are you, man? Did, did we ever get to the bottom of our um, – did we ever agree? You and I had a uh, dispute at the Del Mar house. I believe that the girl across the street was a there – there was a beautiful mom, beautiful dad there, and two kids. I believe one of the daughters was a dwarf, and you and Haley didn't believe me. Did, I, I feel like I won that. Did I ever win that? Yeah, you nailed that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. There you go. Look at I'm just, just tearing Greg apart today. All sorts. He thought my dog was getting eaten by coyotes. I was right about the dwarf thing. Even my wife's getting thrown under the boat. I, both, I think both cases were some kind of uh, hopeful thinking on my part. She was a really cute girl. But she was just, she was just a, she was six year old who looked like a three year old. Family. We, uh, when we moved to Solano Beach from that house, we stayed close to them. Oh, you did. Yeah. I hope they're not watching. I it doesn't matter. Um. Uh, so, so RFK, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, these guys are saying uh, Trump. They're saying they're going to dismantle the CIA. You think that's possible, or re- rework it, retune it up? Yeah, it, would, yeah, it probably needs to be retooled. But uh, let's go to the fifty uh, uh, 
a mm. former Intel people that signed the, that uh, conspired with the Biden campaign to deny the reality, the obvious reality, by the way, the obvious reality of the, of the Biden laptop uh, and all of the implications therein. And they're enormous, including the uh, complete and total corruption of the president of the United States. It's all there. You know, when I talk to um, some people about that who are Democrats, they have the exact same response they had about the injection. They go, well, you can't really know the truth. Oh, you couldn't. We didn't know the truth. You can't really know the truth. And it's like, dude. Yeah. The news station that you watch said that 50 intelligence officers – can you find the list of the guys who signed that, Susan, by any chance? 50 FBI intelligence officers signed saying – It was a former national security types. All agreed that the all laptop in was – yeah, All in intel. Mostly in intel. It was a who's who. And uh, I have to believe that no one on the list is a, is a for real moron. And that's what it would be to, to, to uh, look at the evidence presented by uh, uh, Miranda Devine, I think it is, yep. in that laptop from Hell Book, to look at that offering, watch the videos, and uh, not realize the authenticity of it. It, it. Look, I was handing out the book as a Christmas gift um, ahead of the, it seemed to me, ahead of the, the uh, significant push to deny the the reality of the thing and the absurdity of that comes from the fact that not even quentin tarantino can write script that good and i'm talking about the text between um hunter and his uh wife and his brother's uh, uh widow right and there's a a real realistic tragedy to it that no uh, novelist has ever been able to create. And you have to be kind of numb to things like knowing the difference by looking between a video of people and a dramatic presentation. Right? Are you fooled? How, how long do you have to look at something to tell whether it's documentary footage or a motion picture? Right. Or or a creative film. Everyone can do that almost instantly. And this this had that to it. So my presumption is that all 50 of them knew damn well it wasn't Russian, that it was authentic, and they weren't no one had any interest in 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 hiding the fact that that Hunter snorts coke and jerks off on pizzas. I don't think that was I don't think that was really their effort. But what it does lay bare is the corruption of of Joe Biden. That's a that was election fraud, though, right? Anyone who says there wasn't election fraud is like, hey, that laptop was suppressed too because of the election. That's just straight election fraud, right? To, to alter the election. Yeah. Can, can you it, pull that back up again, Susan? It wanna... did. It did. Of course. It for a fact, did. More than 50 – this is from uh, uh, October uh, 2020. Um, more than 50 former senior intelligence officers, officials – have signed on to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son has all the classic earmarks earmarks of a Russian information operation. Can you click that sign on the letter? Is that a hot link? Yep. 
Let me switch the screen so you guys can see it. I, I, um, Greg, I wonder if there was even ever a letter that was signed or if that was just said. Oh, is oh this we know. We, it's, it's understood now. Someone, someone fessed up to writing it and, and passing it around and getting them to sign it. Is it chat GPT? <laughs> no. Wow, it starts off with, we are all individuals who devoted significant portions of our lives to national security. And the irony is, is that they were, say that again, Susan? I said professionals as experts. That first yes. line is to lead you to believe that they, they know they dedicated their life, I, right? Scroll I, down, let me see. I Where's believe it? that in testimony when when put to heat i think the author fessed up to writing it and admitted that of course it wasn't true keep going Susan. i want to see the people who signed it i want to go down there and read some of the names oh here we go. signed by jim clapper national uh director of national intelligence mike hayden central oh cia jeez louise <laughs> former nsa holy shit this guy's been the director of the CIA, the NSA, and the deputy director of national intelligence. Oh, Leon Panetta signed it. Wow, it, it is a who's who. You're right. It was important to them to hide the Biden corruption. Oh, what do you think about this comment? Eric Utley, careful. Uh, yeah, I could get canceled. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, clock wants to rework the first sentence and call it, we are individuals who have dedicated our lives to lying and deception. There's a, there's a truth to that. It's all CIA. Man. And, and what about the people that say, what about the argument that, um, hey, Trump does the same thing. Um, his son took a billion dollars from the Saudis. Well, you know, all, all that stuff. Um, he, the, the, the problem is this, is the probability or plausibility of Sleepy Joe having his hands tied in matters that relate to the Ukraine or China because of what they have on them. You know, when my, both my parents worked for Hughes Aircraft Company and my grandpa worked for Howard Hughes. I worked there briefly. And the problem they had with your alcoholism and your affairs had nothing to do with your fidelity or your uh, uh, drinking it had to do with your vulnerability to uh, to uh, the other the other team, and it was around those issues that you could be you could be uh, uh, driven to espionage. And I have a hard time believing, given what we know about the Biden's involvement with with uh, uh, China, yeah, that they don't have more than enough ammunition to prove to the world that he's a fucking crook. And I think it affects everything he does in regards to them. That seems, that seems entirely plausible to me to the point of being probable. I think it takes a naivete to think that he's taken millions of dollars from those people, and we know he has millions, 
spread it all throughout his family to hide him taking it. We know his take was half of anyone in the family that laundered money. Hunter makes that perfectly clear, complains about it. We also know that Hunter was making fun of his father's senility, his cognitive decline, when he was vice president. He says something, in fact, he's, 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 he's impaired to the point he couldn't find his way back to the White House if, he were, if it weren't for Secret Service. This is when he's, this is when he's vice president. I want to say that this next comment that I'm about to read to you is facetious or um, sarcasm. I think facetious is the better word, but I, I don't think it is. This is going to blow you away. Brace yourself. <laughs> I can't believe intelligent, smart Americans like you still believe the election was stolen. First of all, wait, 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 well, hold on. Listen, listen. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Let me start with this, moron. You thought I said it was stolen? We haven't even talked about that. I know. I know that that yeah. was going to go straight there, too. Yeah. I was going to go, dude. Yeah. Dude. And then, and then, how low and shitty would have? This is where I think it's facetious. This is because he says, "How low and shitty would the U.S. have to be in order to have that happen?" First of all, it, it, to ignore to ignore I the evidence on Biden's corruption, you yeah. have to pretend like I said the election was stolen. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I'm following your argument. Fuck off. Next. What else we got? <laughs> Crazy. Hey, dude, you're not listening. If that's no, here's the reason why I think it's not facetious, because he says, "What about Donald Trump?" If you would have left that out, I would have been like, "Okay, that's funny." Yeah, I listen. I can accept <clears throat> everything that you could you could say about that. I believe that 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 there was video of uh, of uh, prostitutes urinating on him, and that he, the Russians were were uh, bribing him. That seemed. That's or, or uh, blackmailing them. That's you mean. Tr you mean Trump at the that was like the Ritz Carlton in Moscow or something? Supposedly that was the that was the story. That's what the Clinton campaign came up with, and it seemed entirely plausible to me. It turned out it was made up bullshit. Yeah, it was. Or yeah. we would have seen that for a fucking fact, right? right that would have right. been in the New York Times and ABC News and right. CNN. We'd have all seen him getting urinated on. I presumed. It By was the way, that was the Washington Post that slipped that in there. Like, you know what I mean? They're such scumbags over there. The urinating on the bed. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any... There's a... I don't think that Trump, and I've never heard him accused of this quite, I don't think that, that, that he is uh, uh, vulnerable to blackmail by the Chinese or the uh, Ukrainians. And I find it nearly inconceivable to think that Joe Biden is not. I like it when they accuse him like, hey, you haven't paid any taxes. You took you, you, you're a bad guy. He's like, no, I took advantage of the tax law so that I wouldn't have to pay taxes just like the rest of the politicians. Like he just <laughs> leans right into it. Yeah, of course I did yeah. that. He said, just like Hillary's donors over here. And he starts naming <laughs> all of them. And he goes, and that's why she's not going to change it, because she's helping all of her people out. And anyone who says that stuff, no, no, no human beings paying extra taxes just to be good. <laughs> I, I bought an airplane for $750,000, and then that year got a $500,000 tax credit thanks to Barack Obama. Oh, I remember that. And I was like, you're kidding me. Like, yeah, no matter, the more you spend, the more you get back. And I was like, but this is the guy that's going to stop the corporate greed and corruption. How's this work? 
And it was explained to me, just watch and see what he's flying around in when he gets out. And is he flying around in something nice? Of course he is. Take the hardware of your choice. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Dusty Willard, great. I really like that photo if you took that, by the way. Uh, Coach, can you speak to any research or empirical evidence that you have come across of the methodology of improving cognitive disease? Meaning, I think what he's asking, if someone has Alzheimer's, is there some protocol you would put them on in order to kind of rehabilitate them? Yeah, I, I would treat it like type 2 diabetes or, or any kind of signs of a metabolic derangement. And I think it's all consistent with that. Um, when, when Alzheimer's was referred to as type 3 diabetes, it, it, it was always done so with laughter. It brought laughter. And then it became a Google search term, and then it's no longer laughter. It's uh, it's uh, that that uh, those advanced glycated end products. You know, when you hear glycation, if you don't think about sugar, and and the the phenomenon of of glycation, and that uh, the covalent permanent covalent bonding of proteins to sugars uh, is a uh, is a problem everywhere. And I think it's, I think it's an issue in insulin resistance and diabetes. I think it's a problem in uh, coronary artery disease with the vasovasorum. And I think it's playing some uh, formative role in advanced glycated end products that are this, uh, the tau bodies and such that, that are uh, symptomatic of, of Alzheimer's. And you don't have to be too much of a clinician to look around in your own family at uh, dementia and the uh, uh, interest of your demented loved ones in, in sugar, in refined carbohydrate. And it was Russ Green that pointed out visiting his Nana in the nursing home, who I believe was had hit triple digits, that they had separated at the nursing home at the facility in convalescent care, the people that talk to each other and those that didn't. And he said that the table that those that don't talk, they're just sitting there with their white plastic spoon and dessert. And where everyone was conversing, it's like normal meals looking on the plate. And uh, does the cognitive decline leave you to this point where you only want to, you know, ice cream? Um, that, that wouldn't surprise me also. But uh, I know in my family, uh, all of the, uh, in my Southern family, the dessert mavens have been, uh, have found themselves in early cognitive decline. So Famous well, for your pound cake and your, and your early senility. What about, um, so what about uh, ketosis, putting yourself into ketosis and Alzheimer's? Yeah. Can't be a bad place to sniff around. I I would expect you could you could stop the uh the rate of decline. That wouldn't surprise me. Reversal? Are there any are there are there is there anyone who claim well I'm sure there's someone who claims it who's reversed uh Alzheimer's? Yeah, I'm sure you can go to Mexico and get anything cured. Right. 
Uh, Deja Intendu. Uh, I second Dusty's comment. Very interested in Alzheimer's prevention or slowing its progress. My parents are aged and susceptible uh, genetically. Uh, David Weed, how about the two billion, uh, the two billion um, uh, Donald Trump's son son-in-law got from the Saudis? Here's let me just start here. How about the fact he did? He's not. He didn't hide it. That there were no shell companies. <laughs> that he wasn't hiding it. How about just starting there? Yeah, I'm. I could go. We could go through a list of of. Uh of uh, politicians and, and, and the crazy wealth that's come their way. Um, it, it's kind of the California story with politicians. That's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not bothered by the fact that Joe Biden uh, profited from his position. I'm bothered by the fact that uh, it seems likely that he sat with Xi Jinping and, and Xi Xi told him, uh, I can undo you. And I imagine Joe says, yes, sir, I understand. He acts that way with regards to them. He acts like that. It explains a lot. I have trouble imagining him taking millions of dollars he did from them and them not doing it for the reason of, of exactly what I suspect has happened. Is that is that it was a it, it wasn't to to cotton favor from a has been clearly in cognitive decline VP. It's that if this ever if this guy ever makes it to president, we have him by the balls. Right. And they do. They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How could they not? How could they not? You better not send him any fucking money without getting him on tape admitting to the, the whole thing. Right. And we know that one politician that got caught up with the uh, Chinese spy that then slept with him. What was his name? Eric something or other. Oh, man. And I mean, got caught. Red, red handed sleeping. What, sw sw Swathwell, Swarwell, sw what was his name? Yeah. Hey, I'm Sean. I keep seeing your comments in there about, um, uh, what's his name showering with his daughter. I went online and I looked everywhere for the official pictures of the diary. I went to the page numbers I read. I didn't, I didn't actually ever see that in the diary. That's why it's hard for me to like to, to go there. The whole showering thing with his daughter. I mean, don't, I, I I'm not. Eric Swalwell, Judy Reed. Thank you, Judy. How was the games? No one, no one, no one gets anywhere with me in terms of my suspicions of the Biden administration by pointing out anything with Trump. Yeah. Um, you know, there, here's what I like about Trump. By the way, I've never heard you start a sentence that sentence like that. <laughs> I love, I love how, I love the uh, the anger and pain he causes those whom he angers and pains. I feel like the left deserves that piece of shit. Mm. 
That's my that's my gift to my liberal friends is Donald Trump. And this is in the same spirit of Michael Moore's announcing his Trump's win in 2015. And that was it's a giant fuck you. It's the M80 in the mailbox to the grumpy neighbor you don't like. Right. And uh, I like that, too. My liberal friends and family deserve that piece of shit. He's the least he's the least talented, least capable of everyone on the Republican ticket. Hey, when, when you're platforming, so so I was a Democrat forever, and and one of the, the the premises of the party is peace and love, and Donald Trump's running on, hey, I'll stop the Ukrainian war in 24 hours, and then they ask why would you do that, and he said so people will stop dying. I believe him. I think he calls Putin. The war stopped, and I think he doesn't want it. I think he wants to stop it so people stop dying. I don't think he has a financial interest in it. Mm-hmm. Me personally. I really like Vivek. God, the, I really like Vivek. The serious know. conversation needs to be had about about our willingness to allow um Putin and friends to reassemble the Soviet Union by force. And I think it's I think it reasonable to believe that if he's allowed to do that in Ukraine, that all the rest of them would be next. How many countries is it? Is is that the the the, the there's a word for him. But listen, um, yeah. who just joined NATO? Was it uh, Finland and Sweden? They did. They just joined. Yeah, right. Uh, Since the invasion, um, NATO newest members. Oh, Finland. Be- oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Finland became NATO's newest member today, April fourth, uh, two thousand twenty-three, upon depositing its instrument of ascension to the North Atlantic Treaty with the United States. Wow, I, you know, and, and to think that the Finns don't understand the Russians in their nature and soul and character and temperament would be would be to be foolish. Yeah, they're 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 mortal enemies. Yeah, they, they. I think they have clear understanding of of who those people are. Yeah, and uh, I would I would be sympathetic to giving Ukraine whatever was needed to stop uh, to stop. I also think that the uh, I'm also fairly okay with with uh, testing our hardware against his. You think that's part of it? I, of course, it is. Wow, to th- God, I wonder what took Finland so long to jump on board. Oh, this is the, the, what's happening. My point is that I think the I think the uh, Aggression on on Ukraine, though it perhaps was promoted by um, our efforts there, I think Finland, Norway, Sweden, I think they all see it for for potentially what it is. That is that the plan is to reassemble the old Soviet Union um, by force, and uh, 
one domino at a time. And I think that threatens the security of all of Europe to the point that countries that would hope to have been fairly neutral are not going to be so. I would I would think that making an enemy of the Swedes would be would would be seen as a blunder. It's, it's, it looks like a bad move on the chessboard for me. For who? There's, there's got to be people in Putin's orbits that go and uh, say, "Now look what you've done, you fucking idiot!" Right. Because they have their money there. Well, no, uh, NATO. The NATO alliance was conceivably the provocation for the invasion that Ukraine was going to join NATO. I think Sweden and Finland joining is, 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 uh, and then, and then, and then that takes us back to our, to our interests, um, uh, conspiring interest. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we can do this and stop this and also make money at the same time. Launder money. Yep. Uh, how was the games, by the way? I did. I don't know. I mean, what did you do there? I was. Uh, I didn't even out see in the affiliate lounge. Uh huh. Did that, that? That's not in the you you. That's not in the tent village. That was like the like like one of those big buildings. Yeah, I went. I went to the. I went to the affiliate lounge and spent a good, better part of a day there. Then that evening, I went to the campground and hung out with uh, Dale King and Craig Howard and a bunch of other good folks. And I enjoyed that. It was like, um, like always. You know? Did you get Did you get uh, uh, pelted with stones and eggs? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no Were there protesters was, uh, outside front? Out front with not, tickets? Nothing. nothing. No, it's weird. Yeah, hey, that's I, pretty. That's pretty. Who, how did you end up in the affiliate lounge? Did 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 like Don invite you, or did you just walk over there? How does that happen? Um. I, I when I told Don I was coming, uh, he and David gave his passes and full access, and I pretty much did the same thing that I've always done when I went. I, I never sat there and watched people work out. Um, what I did was talk to the folks that you know were interested really in talking to me. And so when right. you when you stand somewhere and say hi to someone, and then a person stands behind them and waits and. Next thing you know, you have a reception line and it takes a couple hours to chew through it. The thing to do is stand there and talk to those people that want to stand in line to say hi to you. So you did the exact same thing you did three years ago at the games. And 10 years ago. Yeah, nothing really changed. And you, and you hung out with the affiliates. Any, uh, uh, what is that like? I mean, I know you used to have a lot of meaningful conversations with the affiliates and sort of take away, oh, I know her. That's Grace, right? Yep. Um, uh, and you would take away data points and things you would think about th- through the year and like, wh- what were some of the common themes? Well, you know, uh, like I just saw the physician there with the cardiologist with heart disease. Um, I get a lot of, a lot of, you know, I, I've got people that help wow. me. And so I, like I had Emily there and I had Maggie there and I had a uh, Daniel Chaffee there and, and, uh, Mike Butenov and Matt Holsworth. And I had probably reason to pass off tell matt this story let's get your number and look into this probably happened 15 or 20 times in that 10 or 15 times that that one day 
And why that's significant is, is Matt, Matt uh, is your money guy. So you mean people like you were considering helping? There, there's always there's always some of that. You know, this is a problem that can be fixed. Hey, um, I went I went to Dottie uh, 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 Dottie Dumpling's dowry and hung out with the lovely Miss Rachel Stanley, the owner of that restaurant and bar. Great place, great burgers. Great, uh, great bar. Um, and I went over to a short stack. The, That's the place that you got the lawyers to help them keep it. The doors open. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 uh, convinced the landlord of, of the, uh, cost effectiveness of him repairing their air conditioner as opposed to not. <laughs> it became abundantly clear to him that he was going to, it'd be a huge financial mistake to not fix the air conditioner. Did that story come up with them when you saw them? Oh yeah, buddy. I gotta, yeah. I mean, we, I I wanted to go there and say hi. And we went and there was a line of CrossFitters around the corner. And I was like, wow, here we go. And uh, we got ushered into the inside and set at the table. So that's cool. That was, that was sweet. A little awkward too. Right here, Greg, you can come to the front of the line because the only reason why this restaurant's here is because you got us lawyers. (laughs) Permanent reservation. That's what that means. Hey, I have to shut your restaurant because the landlord, the guy that owns the building, doesn't want to replace your air conditioner. Funny how those people uh, from 2020 suddenly vanished. Hey, what do you think about those people who I got some people like circling in my sphere now as the podcast grows who are like, I forgive you, Sevon, for what you've done. And people are like, hey, isn't that nice? And I'm like, forgive me for what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive yeah. me for what I did. Fuck you. Like, do you? You must have those too. Oh, Greg made some missteps. Oh, it was really, it was bad timing on his part. Oh, it was, it was insensitive. But really, I, I can forgive him because of what he's done. Like this CrossFit thing. Yeah. Like, is that supposed to make you feel good? It's, it's funny. I don't want to hate anyone, dude. But like, I don't want, like, I don't want to be like, I don't, I really don't want to hate anyone. I don't even want to hate Klaus Schwab, but, but I, but it's like, I, I, the, the world changed. Yeah. I didn't keep up with it. Yeah. It, it created a climate where I was compelled to leave. And, uh, it's oh, the best like the way that ever happened to me. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Hey, did anyone walk up to you and be like, hey, at this at the games and was like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. I fucked <laughs> no. up, dude. I thought you were a douche, and I fucking cannot fucking believe how fucking cool you are. A- anyone? Not one? Yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to give names, but that was- <laughs> But someone did. Someone did. That makes no, me that not- gives me hope. Oh my God, Greg. I thought that I really thought Black Lives Matter cared about black people. Like, I'm so fucking sorry. I didn't know that it was actually you. Who, who cared about just all people i had i had a couple people um <laughs> who i think their uh their public stance on me created in their mind some sense of disconnect with me where they actually felt they needed to introduce themselves 
I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you names, but it's it's funny. I don't want a name. I just want to understand it a little more. Can you help me a little more? I, I promise I won't start picking and poking around for names or or sex or how tall they are, or how old they are. Like basically, someone who you felt like, hey, you knew they had said bad shit about you, and now they came over to say hi. Yeah, and 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 like, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't. You mentioned Pat Sherwood. He wasn't there. I haven't seen him or talked to him. But imagine Pat going, "Hey, Greg, it's Pat Sherwood." Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't forget who you oh were. yeah 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 okay now i'm understanding um now i'm understanding yeah I, like like that's all i could think about afterwards like wow you actually felt like like we it's a reboot we're just meeting again <laughs> we actually have some history dude you know like i know you well i know your family and what you did and said but hi nice right. to meet you right and there's different degrees. Like when you're on fire, there's people who like throw matches at you. And then there's other people who run away. And they're kind of both equally like, hey, dude, there was a bucket of water there. You could have just like thrown that on me. I had, I had someone in the campground get like four feet from me and make eye contact before they could slip forward and shake my hand. Like, you know, like, like I might be a vicious dog. Right, right. <laughs> Approach him only from the left. Like you were gonna pull out your hood and your swastika and just yes. yeah. lose my mind at their sight, right. you know. And uh, did you feel like you had closure to that stuff? Like it was good. You know, not ha being handed two hundred million dollars and not having to worry about everyone anymore. Yeah, um, there's some closure there. Let me tell you. The fuck fuck wad lot of closure. <laughs> hey, another thing though is, um, for me, what gives me closure, and I think for for you too to put things in perspective, you have a lot of kids. Yeah. And so, like, someone can be like, call you a fucking asshole a thousand times, and if you can look over and see your kids are healthy, there's no it puts things in context and relative, and you don't care. And you also you've also had gone through some shit that's like. Um, some accidents that happened in your family to some of your loved ones, physical stuff that thank God they all survived and came out good the other end that put that's happened in the last couple of years that have, that have um, put things in relative in context. Like it doesn't matter how many times someone does bad shit to you as long as your kids are healthy or no one's diddled I, your kids or some shit. You know what I mean? Like I got to do a grueling uh, uh, you know, it wasn't me. It was my daughter did a grueling month in the, in the PICU. And that that's same that, year, that PICU, pediatric, pediatric intensive care and a neurotrauma unit, uh, children's primary, uh, university of Utah neurotrauma unit. Did a, just watched it, uh, just a, a horrific month with an absolutely unbelievably wonderful outcome. And then the same year got to do a, uh, harrowing 10 days in the NICU, neonatal intensive care unit in San Diego. So I had two kids in uh, dire straits, it seemed, uh, within the same year. And, uh, boy, that's, that's some life-altering shit there. You know? Right. Little Robbie will get away with things forever because right. of that. Right. With all of us, with everyone. Yeah. You know, she it gives her status that... Uh, 
she probably doesn't deserve. Like flush your wallet down the toilet and you look at her and you're like, I love you, sweetheart. It's okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Jake, at the uh, affiliate lounge, one guy had you write something on his arm and then got it. He got it tattooed on him. Did you see oh, that? That wasn't the high point of the, of the event. You that know, was or was not? Was not. And right. he showed up and it was like, it's, My pen penmanship should not be enshrined in, in anywhere permanently, you know. But uh, he did it, and he showed back up the same night with it, with the tape over it, and it was now permanent. And I don't know what he'll turn that into someday, but hopefully he'll think of something. Can I ask you a question? Like, just this is going to be deeply uh, make you deeply vulnerable. But was that dude men? Was that dude all there? You know, there was a waiter at Nobu in Scottsdale who comes up to <laughs> pivot, the table. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> there's, a, there's a kid that worked the, the waited tables at Nobu in Scottsdale. And he, and he comes up and he's, he just lets me know right away how that there's no bigger fan of CrossFit than he is. And to prove it, he shows me, and on his forearm, he's got fucking Reebok's Delta tattooed on his fucking oh, arm. Oh, no. Yes. Oh no! Yes, <laughs> yes. That was his dedication. What's funny is, is what, my take on it was, I actually had trouble articulating to my lawyers, to the people that manage the relationships, certainly to Reebok and its CEO, the problem with that fucking Delta. Do you remember this? Yeah. And that that's proof of what it was I was worried about. That this was going to be assumed to be uh, a mark of CrossFits and mm. one of which we had no control. And when the relationship was over, you'd be using that Delta and you'd use it elsewhere where we hadn't approved of you to put shit like dicks. And it's exactly what they did and it caused this moron to get it fucking tattooed on his arm thinking it was CrossFit. It's exactly. And, and I thought it was done deliberately too. I thought it was a I thought it was a clever bit of work on the part of Matt O'Toole, but I had trouble getting uh, uh, <laughs> the sociopath that was managing the Reebok relationship at the time to to understand that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, but I'm gonna do this for you, Enrique, and be, not for necessarily just for you, but I'm gonna do it for everyone who's who's listening. <laughs> This is the election denier. Yeah. So hold on, hold, brace yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Greg to explain something to you here very gently, and you're gonna, if you listen very carefully. I do. The thing is, I don't think you're gonna get it, Enrique, but I think a lot of people already know this and they forget this all the time. So first thing you need to do is, Enrique, I want to tell you something before I get Greg going on this. You do not know what CrossFit is, and then I'm gonna tell you a story, and then Greg's gonna run with it. Enrique writes. Many of us would love to have Coach Glassman back in CrossFit, not as a political analyst. That's a no rep. Enrique, when Greg – Greg, it, CrossFit's always been political. When he started CrossFit, he said no carbohydrates. That was political, not because Greg made it political, but because the world made it political. Greg had people squat below parallel. That was political, not because Greg wanted it to be political. 
It's always been fucking political. He's fight. This whole thing is not is not as much of fitness movement as you think it is as an activism to get us back to who we are as human beings with what we eat and how we fucking move. And you're confusing it. You're confusing it. It's it's a it's a fight for our our bodily autonomy. You 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 have you you're still you're you're so superficial. You're so missing the fucking point of what's fucking going on here. The radical what, nature of this fucking uh, movement. Well, well uh, Enrique, what would I come back for in his world? Does he think that the to improve Fran? To improve Fran? Yeah. Do I need to weigh <laughs> in on the push press again? <laughs> I mean, the truth is, is that all the work that's non-political has been done. Dude, there were death threats against him because he said, don't eat carbohydrates going back fucking 20 years. What's interesting at this point is not refined carbohydrates, metabolic derangement, but the political reasons for it. And where I'm at now is I've gone upstream of the fitness and I can explain to you how it is that the corruption, academic corruption that created the opportunity for a CrossFit has played out in the health space identically. It's the same thing. It's the same problem. And it's the epistemic debasement of, of science for all kinds of other interests, all of them financial. This is a true story. There was a man in fucking New Zealand who with Coca-Cola and other people, uh, uh, American Beverage Association, shit like that, got together and they were trying to form an organization that would make it so that if you wanted to teach CrossFit in the United States or anywhere in the world, you would have to pay a fee to this company and this company would, it was licensure. They would oversee all the fucking CrossFit trainers. That was like in motion. Greg loaded up the plane full of fucking 15 or 20 of his staff and we went to New Zealand to go find this fucking dude. And Greg fucking put this dude down. Here's what happened is a journalist um this 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 fellow who was the ceo of the internet what is it the reps neps international Neps. consortium of the registry of exercise professionals i see rep oh good memory and this guy from new zealand on on uh network one the only thing that's television top to bottom where we had 20 or 30 affiliates he said that CrossFit had killed people in the United States. And we went right to the journalists that reported this. And uh, um, she said that he told her that. And we filed oh, suit. Right. And she said, and he said, I didn't say anything of the sort to her. And then she went radio silent on us. So we loaded up the plane and we went to New Zealand and we went to her work and we went to the newspaper and we found her in the cafeteria and sat down with her at the table and told her, you know, come from a long ways to talk to you. Please don't just blow us off, but let's talk about this, this Betty guy. And uh, she says, okay, I'm going to come clean. He didn't say it. He sent it in an email and I'll give it to you. Damn. And boom, we got the email. She gave it to us. So that when we wouldn't have gotten that without going on a plane and showing up at her at the cafeteria at the newspaper. 
Um, the problem in New Zealand law is that we had to show damages. So if the judge told us, hey, you got this guy, he's fucked, he lied, you know, um, you, you'll win this case. But, but New Zealand law requires you show damages. And we weren't really able to do that because um, no matter what you said about us, there's still a, a, the juggernaut moved forward <laughs> regardless of the assail. And uh, so he had to fess up to his lie and we got some paltry amount of money. But what the beauty of the thing is that in the litigation, what we found is that the, the whole concept had been formed by the Keller Corporation, which is the agency of record for American Beverage Association, Coca-Cola, they're in Atlanta. And these, you know, these guys do proxy uh, litigation, legislation, uh, PR campaigns. And so what we had was a soda funded, uh, another soda funded front in the fitness space that had an international following. That registry of exercise professionals was huge. Attacking CrossFit. Well, all you had to do is pay money too to join the thing. The um, army registry. There were so there were European, there were countries in the EU that were gonna that had made that already a requirement for uh, legal training to be in the registry. Enrique, so given I'll, I'll, this soda proxy cash for your certificate, you couldn't be a legal trainer. The, uh, you know, when, when I left, there were two forces in, in fitness, really. Two forces. And it was Coca-Cola and CrossFit. That was it. They were exercises, medicine, and we were CrossFit. Enrique, you didn't know that. I know you didn't know that. And there, if you listen on Tuesdays, Greg will start coming on Tuesdays regularly. You're going to learn all sorts of shit. The whole thing is just a fucking war in the back end. It's a fucking war, dude. Like, not that any of us want to do, but that Greg had to do so that fucking they didn't come in and fucking take over. Let me tell you something about guys like me and the cops I know. And, um. Someone asked me yesterday, how you doing? I said, I'm, I'm nine plus in a world that's doing sub four, you know, and, and I like it that way. I actually, What's that I mean? Actually, You're living a life, a life of nine when people, a lot of people are living a life of four? Just the, the, world's, the world's in bad shape. And I think this is, you know. And you have bald eagles in, carrying fish flying over your house. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't, uh, I, I do well with, with problems and chaos and trouble and commotion. And I, I understand it. I'm kind of comfortable there. Yeah. You I ask, you know, you, we, we both have a friend, Jim Wad, Jim yeah. Dub. Yeah. And I told him, Jimmy, what, like, what would you do if there weren't bad guys? I can't imagine you finding a place in this world without fucking bad guys to stop. Jeff Martone, the same thing. Right. There are people that there are people that live for bad guys. And if there weren't bad guys, they'd probably be one. Uh, Bill Maurer said the other day, no one has been canceled for being too woke. Isn't this interesting? There's literally zero penalty for being insanely woke. Yeah, it's, he's a, that's true. He's, he's red pilling hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and we get in it very publicly too. Yeah. Issue by issue, issue I by issue. We're I watching approve. him. 
And that's kind of how it unfolds. We also were seeing the same thing about RFK. You didn't wait till they come to see that the left and socialists and socialism has a proclivity in the in the devaluing of the individual and individual rights and taking the collectivist mindset that these these schemes for 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 uh, this this these schema of this nature end up stacking bodies like cordwood you want to you want to you want to you want to have a, a scenario where you're using backhoes to bury people socialism is the key to that that's how you do it that's how you get there and people can argue all day long that the National Socialist Party wasn't socialist, and you can laugh about that. Um, but uh, I think that I think that Orwell gave us all the intellectual tools you need to to uh, to recognize this, and we didn't take it seriously enough, and so we have crazy things like gender affirming healthcare. I mean, that's like, sounds like it came right out of animal farm. I know that's, it's, but it's actually a sexual mutilation of minors. The clitorectomizing in the middle East is also gender affirming healthcare, right? <laughs> it's savagery. Daniel Farrell, uh, does it bother Glassman to be surrounded by people who canceled him? Joe Westerland responds for you. Daniel Gregg is perhaps the most forgiving person you will ever meet. Cancel. <laughs> it, it is, um, it is uh, if you are not a, I don't know if you're even forgiving, forgiving is the right word. You've maybe transcended forgiving. He accepts people for, we, we have a friend who, um, Oh, his wife's yelling at him for having his text messages on. Good. Some of you are going to love that. Those of you who complain about it in the comments. You can thank Maggie. Send Maggie a DM. Thank you, Maggie, for straining your husband out. Um, Shut down messages. There's this friend that there's a there's an, a, a, a dear friend that both Greg and I have that people have complained about who is constantly lying, just constantly, constantly lying. And I and I really like the dude, and Greg really likes the dude. But I struggled with it too, until oh. Greg until Greg just fucking says like explained it to me one day like hey dude, like that's just part of his that's just a feature of his like once I was able to fucking accept that I was like oh okay I get it like he's not a bad dude just fucking doesn't just fucking doesn't tell the truth a lot. You get joy from these from the margins of where you are. Like, I wonder if this is true or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about the flat earth guy. <laughs> like I'm 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 laughing my ass off, and it's a great story. And I but I like it, it, it could also be not true. Right. It, and it could be true, but it's it is good. It's still a good story. <laughs> um in the South, many of the your very best storytellers are fucking inveterate liars <laughs> uh mike uh pool boy olivas uh greg was the biggest supporter of black athletes during his ownership the ding dongs out there never realized there were more black athletes at the games while greg owned the company oh i mean 
Dude. Hey, I tell you what, man. I like I'm proud of 2019 and what we had at the games there. And uh dude, we had the brownest gayest office in fucking California. And and that that's at Scotts Valley. And it, it, it what's so cool is the is that we made it for the first time a truly global event. Mm-hmm. And that we had people there from from nearly every country. And it, it, it just, and it, it kind of went unnoticed, which was fascinating. But I met some incredible people there, um, many of whom had no chance of going to the games until we brought a representative of each country. And many of these people were very well known to their countrymen for other achievements. One was a, a, a FIFA Hall of Famer who was also just happened to be the best CrossFitter, even though he was 10 years since his last soccer. And, uh, and yet it didn't upset the uh, Frazier uh, Froning duo either. You know, you, you have to ask yourself, why, why would we, did we have the games? And I had the games to show to everyone's satisfaction who the fittest person in the world was. And I think we, we did so in a in a way that you could support mathematically clearly my evidence for that is that i could tell you who was going to place and where after the open and so everything in between was somewhat anticlimactic and then it got borne out uh, prominently on on at the games and the rest is hot dogs and hamburgers and friendship and to actually have uh uh people of uh of every stripe and for someone to be able to say that they were the fittest person in the Sudan, uh, Nigeria, or uh, Italy that wouldn't have been there. Otherwise there was an enormous opportunity being created there. And, you know, COVID and the structure afterwards uh, closed the door on all of that. And that to me is amazing. Amazing. It sure as hell seems like a way to stimulate fucking CrossFit in every single fucking country on planet Earth to do that. I mean, I can't think of a better way. All of a sudden, it was. So let's say this. Let me just throw this out there real quick. Let me do the math. To sponsor Uh the games for the Italian that came. And it was the way I was going to get Molson to sponsor the Australian that came. Right. And I I think it was going to work. Hey, let me throw this out there. um, uh, There's 189 countries on planet Earth. And if you crown the national champion in all of them and give them like the, the kudos of coming to the games and five newspapers do an, in each country does an article on them, minimum five, right? Fuck it. I'm going to say 10. So that's 10 newspapers times 189. That's 1,089 articles worldwide, just immediately free publicity for all the CrossFit gyms around planet Earth. It's the exact same thing whether you like it or not. You get this thing on fucking ESPN and all of a sudden it's on a bar on a TV set in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it seemed like in, in hindsight, it's a fucking brilliant move to bring someone from every single fucking country as a as a as a, a, a way to inject interest in the media in those local countries. I mean, it's it's just so obvious. When I we think about did it. we did a dinner for the uh, national champions, mm-hmm. and and early in the early in the event, but it was after that mass elimination round. Most of the uh, uh, people that came from around the world were done. They knew, they knew after the first heat that they weren't 
weren't going to go further. And the amount of community that I felt in that room, uh, I could only find in the reception line at, uh, at, at, at the games that people that came to talk to me and tell me things like, uh, what goes on in my box has nothing to do with these games. And that, by the way, the reception line at the games and the number of people that told me that they were 10-year affiliates and that good to see you again, coach, and that what's happening here this week has no bearing or resemblance to anything that we do in my box was so annoying to me that we held the 10-year uh, the gathering at Whistler so I could communicate to the affiliates to the extent to which I knew that to be a fact. And it bothered me that they would think that, that anyone would think that I wouldn't know that. Because remember, I was unlike, unlike most, if not all, of the current leadership, I ran a CrossFit gym and did so for 20 years and uh, a very successful CrossFit gym. And so I, I had that perspective. That moved to many locations and many iterations. Uh, Tank Reeves, wow, whatever happened to Gorbachev? I think he's dead. And the promise of not moving NATO one inch closer than East Germany. Oh, you mean Reagan promised him that? Not to Gorbachev, Gorbachev ended up at the, uh, at the, uh, at Stanford, at the Hoover Institute. And, uh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. He was a, yep. He was a professor there. Um, Eric Weiss had a question. I, I, I lost it, but I'm going to summarize it for you. Why did you go to the games? I, I, I was thinking about that myself too. I was thinking, is he going like, obviously it's your baby. So maybe you wanted to visit it. Maybe you wanted some closure. Maybe you wanted some proof. Like, like you, cause I think of why did I go to the games this year too? And th I got some stuff from there that I didn't expect that was really good. Like, oh shit. The the boogie it was, I I actually did believe in the boogeyman a little like I I was, and there was no boogeyman, obviously. Did you know why you went there? Like why not just like why aren't you like in, in your on your sailboat somewhere right now? Why didn't you use those that week to go on your sailboat? Why why go to the CrossFit Games? I had I had a lot of invites, mm -hmm. and they were coming from the likes of Dale King and Craig Howard, cool dudes and others. And uh, Daniel Chaffee and and Nat Diaz and I mean it's uh, um, I've I've I have a a a, a genuine friendship with many of the country managers. You know, someone had said something about me not paying attention to country managers, unaware of the fact that I had them out to Santa Barbara and put them up in a Airbnb uh, with an ocean view and had them over at my house and went and had dinner with them and watched them sit around in their underwear yelling at the TV set watching soccer. Um, it, it's, a, it's a real friendship. And when you got people that are inviting you regularly, I mean, in the past, since, I, since I've left, I've, I've had weekly contact with folks like, like Natalie and Daniel and and Mateo and Ricardinho and uh, they're like we, we want to see you come show up and so okay I'll come around and then I let uh, I let Don know I was going to show up 
because it was in the in the campground. And I said, well, I'm not I don't have a space. And Dale said that uh, that he and friends had uh, taken every spot in the campground. And so it was theirs. And I don't you know, I, I didn't feel like I needed an invite to go sit with friends. And I wasn't sure why I was doing it. And you told me I was going to be fucking miserable. And I I understood that because I've, I've not I don't enjoy the. Uh, I don't, you know, but it's just something you do. It's uh, it felt, it felt, I felt obliged to people that I really care about to be there for. Them. And I got mobbed by people to tell me that it was important that I, I was there and that they felt like they owed me a lot. And I got to tell them that you're the embodiment of the manifestation of my life's work, that the, what you've done, the miracles that are occurring in your gym to people I've never met are the, uh, is the entirety of the potency of what I've done with my life. And so thank you. You know, it's a two-way street. And it's 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 an easy thing to do. And so I do it, you know. We're about to go to Europe, and I've got the same thing happening. I'm not, uh, I can't go to Italy without seeing friends there. And I'm going to be in Switzerland. And so we're looking Cro at- CrossFit friends, CrossFit friends. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? In the end, they're they're friends, and they would be friends. You know, like Joe Westerman uh, just said hi. Um, I took I took my kids, my wife, and uh, Maggie's folks, and we went to Joe and in 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 Libby's uh, wedding. I know that's crazy. And we weren't there because of CrossFit. I didn't even go to Matt's wedding right down the street <laughs> literally <laughs> i mean i think that's i think that's the the reality of genuine friendships is that they you know where'd you meet this guy when well, we both worked at lockheed you know well we don't anymore and haven't for a long time but that's where we met and i have i have a lot of that there's a lot of people that i met through crossfit that uh in my post crossfit world they're still friends so a, um, you should know Greg got married 11 miles away. I didn't go to his wedding either. Oh, I'm in good company then. That actually makes me feel a lot better. Manny C. Serrano. Uh, Manny, I'm coming to Newport. Maybe we can grab a, a drink again. Uh, I was there in 2019. It was an amazing idea. So happy to see Ecuador, Ecuador at the uh, CrossFit Games. I think there's time to bring up something that we have four minutes. This is, um, this is something you and I talked about on the phone a couple days ago. Uh, Simone Biles, uh, she's the keynote speaker at a wellness uh, convention. And right when I, it, and it's the wellness conventions in, in like Dokar or something, um, which, which ironically, this is on a side note, I think it's where uh, Danny Spiegel, is that where she went for her women's convention? Empowerment, women's empowerment. But look at, open that up and blow it up and read the very first line. So they're having Simone Biles there. And I open this up and I cannot, it, it, in the very first line you read, uh, make that a little bigger. Let's look at this. Joining together to shape the future. The Global Wellness Summit is at the heart of a multi-trillion dollar global wellness economy. <laughs> so you think she's going there because she like... <laughs> I was wondering why you sent this to me. And I opened it up and I knew right away. I'm like, oh shit. It's it's a facade, like they care and they're gonna help people with their mental health. 
but then the opening line just betrays everything, right? I didn't open it. It's I crazy. Just I was one of those I stopped when I when I stopped reading. When I you saw knew. that she was keynoting this thing. Go back to her picture, Susa. Please. Where is it? Her her irrelevance to to uh to health care and wellness is so profound that my immediate assumption is that it's a distraction from the uh, sponsors, for, intended distraction created by the sponsors of this thing. Because here's the thing. We have to talk about global wellness, but you better not say a fucking thing about sugar. And so how are we going to do that? Well, we need we need magicians and, you know, we need Taylor Swift and Simone Biles and stuff like that we need it's, it's a distraction a wonderful distraction such a talented young lady and she couldn't be she's she's uh she's as important to wellness as i said bow ties are to mathematics was a line i used recently say that again i like she's as relevant to to wellness as bow ties are to mathematics right it's a there, there. Someone could have gotten up instead of her and said something important about health or wellness. Meaning the bow tie makes you look smart, like you know what you're doing, but it doesn't mean shit. Remember the nephrology uh, thing we went to event we went to. It's in Florida. No, it was in uh, in San Diego. Oh, oh, at the convention center. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was crazy. And there were like dudes out front smoking and drinking Coke with yeah. like doctor names and yeah. shit on the like, like Dr. So and so. Mrs. Fields had an exhibit there, the cookie people. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. This is this is it crazy. May, it may have been their key key sponsor. Yeah, the and the sponsor. buses buses were dropping off nephrologists wrapped by the DeVita and the the whole the dialysis industry was there in full force. Do, do hey, you, thanks for having me on, man. You're welcome. I, I want to one more one more thing. You remember there was a point. I don't think it's true anymore. Where Warren Buffett was the largest shareholder of Coca-Cola and of Davida, the dialysis centers, and it was basically like just like this monopoly. When William Randolph Hearst was the largest consumer of paper because he, of it, he was a publishing magnet publishing so many magazines and the, also the largest owner of, of forest in the united states it's like holy shit yeah and i i don't see a conspiracy there but you know it's kind of a it's like hedging right he uh warren buffett had his first coca-cola when he was just a kid and he's like this is the most amazing liquid on earth mm. and so he ends up uh that in Cinnabon, right? I mean, he's he's a simple guy, and uh, you could, it, it, I understand how you could love Coca Cola and think that it's so terrific that it's a good investment, and it has been for a lot of people. We're not going to get anywhere saying that it doesn't taste good. That that that's that's I think a provable lie, and I think you could also see the advantages to. Uh, investing in dialysis remember when i got that dialysis uh center app 
and she just plug, turn it on and you find out where there's a, where there's a dialysis center. And it turned out that CrossFit gyms in the U S and dialysis centers in numbers were neck and neck competing. I remember that that was when we were at like 7,500. Yeah. And there was like, there's like 7,500, uh, us gym CrossFit gyms and there's 7,500, uh, yep. dialysis centers. Then we started looking for where is the, is there a CrossFit gym in a, in a mall with a dialysis center? And indeed there are more than a few, but uh, like there's two dialysis centers at LAX, but the app's a trip. You could set it to ding when you drive by one. You just drive down through LA, the streets of LA, and you're getting a ding every couple of minutes. But uh, I don't think I don't think you have to be. Uh, I, I I see this uh, conspiracy of interests. Yeah. Concept again. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'll talk to Matthew, you soon. Thank you. Thank and you. Everybody. And we'll see you soon. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay. Greg Glassman. These are becoming my favorite shows. I have to study for them. <laughs> In order to have meaningful contribution, I literally have to study, and we probably need to put them about four hours later in the day. <laughs> Imagine um, <clears throat> spending like just like 20 years on something. The we Well, let me go back a little bit. The weird thing about CrossFit is like you can't buy what CrossFit is, right? Because it's, it's built and like, like no matter how much money you have, you can't buy this community, whatever right. it is, community. this group of people. I don't know what you call it, this, this movement. Mm -hmm. So he spends 20 years making it. And and then and then someone does try to buy it. And he sells it. Excuse me. It's just a trip. So now and it's alive and it's big, right? It's like kind of alive. It's as close as you can get to being alive. Mm -hmm. And so now he's over there looking at it. And he and he kind and he and it's like, but it's not his anymore. Mm. It's weird. I also think there's two different camps in CrossFit. What do you mean? Like two different schools of thought. There's the school of thought of like the methodology, which is saving lives and people are going after <clears throat> that portion of it. <clears throat> right. So that to me is the coach that looks at somebody and goes, oh, they have tight ankles. So that's why they're, you know, they have tight ankles and their, their stance is narrow. So that's why they're not able to get all the way down into their squat or that's why it doesn't we need to go ahead and, and look at those and solve those problems. And it's going to better the range of motion. Right. And then there's the CrossFit games camp that are in it for the athlete and they call it a sport and they look at somebody and they say, well, that's a no rep. You understand me with that? Yeah. So yeah. they're watching the same exact person squat, but one of them is saying, hold on, there's some mobility issues. We could fix that. Yeah, snatch is important for people that are 60, but they probably won't pass by a PVC pipe or a 15-pound bar because the neurological connections, the balance, the accuracy, the speed that they're going to develop from that is unmatched in any other movement that they're going to do. And then there's another one that's like, they got to do a squat snatch. They're not Dude, low enough to so, know that. It's so funny you're saying that. I want to show you this video that Hillary Most has people don't know which camp they're in. 
Hey, and, and not only that, there's the there's the fact that like, hey, CrossFit is what it is now, and like they don't realize the importance of like that it's a it's a it's a threat to the status quo. Like that Ethan Noriega guy or whatever his name is, that guy has fucking no clue what CrossFit is. But by the way, I'll tell you, there's two different camps. There's people who know how to think, and then there's people who are being thought. Mm. If you think you are your thoughts, you're being thought. You don't know how to think it, and that's okay. Most people don't ever get there, but you got to try to think. It's a great – it's a little scary, but once you can start thinking, like the people who like the um, the, the Flat Earth show, it's because they're, they're impressed by the thinking. It's like um, – it's – it's like once you enjoy watching humans move, like you can enjoy anything. You can enjoy watching babies walk. You enjoy watching people juggle. You enjoy people like – once you start to – you have the ability to do it. So thinking's like that. You just want to see people think. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, 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 you do, if you've never thought, you don't even know what I'm saying. Like you're, it sounds like I'm, I'm talking about aliens and you don't even – you don't even – you don't know what you don't know. If you if you've never thought once in your life, I want to show you this video. This video fucked me up that Hiller made. In a really really subtle way, and and it touches exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and it's just this, another, it, it, go just ahead. Just a quick point on that yeah. is the best gyms understand the difference and know how to toggle back and forth. Oh, interesting. So so, so here's Annie Thor's daughter. With two no reps, but I'm fucking, but, but if, if I'm in the gym, I give her these, but just with like all day, every day. And so when I see this, I'm torn. I mean, I give her a cue. Like I see my wife squat like this sometimes when she first starts. Well, here she's in a competition and you just said she's in the gym. Unless there's a local competition going on, she's not in a competition. Who? This, this thing you just said, because you said here it's a no rep, but if she was in the gym, I'd give her them. Yeah. That's what I'm, so that's the part that people can't switch. She's in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. giving your cues to move better as opposed yeah. to in a competition. The rep like if my what, what I'm saying is, is if my wife had if my wife had to do 20 of these, I wouldn't no rep her for these first two, but I would cue her, hey, fix your shit. Mm-hmm. But these are still fucking great squats. They're just she could fix, she could work on them. So look, can you see this? Yeah. Okay. Watch this. So she goes down here and uh, so so she gets the bag up. I forget how many she has to do, 20 or 30 of these, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like it. She's trying to keep her heels down. That one's still no good. And then right here, she fixes it, right? Yep. She gets into it. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, like. But you, and I, you could Go see, ahead. No, I was just going to say, you could see what, what went wrong in those first one, right? It was pushed no. forward. She, her knees came forward first. She didn't send her hips back. Okay. Therefore, I don't. I, and that's, okay. she, that's why she missed that. Right. And so if you were watching somebody who was new in the gym, you would look at them and you wouldn't say, that's a no rep, she didn't meet the standard. You would say, hey, Annie, on this next one, stand taller, give yourself a quick little breath. Now think about sitting back into your heels. But in competition, there's no way she's like, you know, it's a completely different animal. She, 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 she missed depth because of those things you said, but she reached maximum depth for that bad positioning. Right. Do you get what right. I mean? Yes. yes. And because of that, like if because of that, it it, it, it pains me to be. It, it, yeah, I get I get stuck because I because I because I'm not. I she I know she's still getting stimulus there. Right. It's kind of like if a guy makes an incredible catch, but only one foot's in bounds, and you're like, fuck, in the NFL, right? Right. Right. But I guess, but it's like, fuck, dude, that was an incredible fucking catch. Great focus. Catch. 
Yeah. Yeah. You'd be, but no one's ever going to remember or see it because. Yeah, right. Just happened just to not get your foot down in time. The other foot down in time. Right. Sevi, uh, if you, Sevon, if you want to get canceled, talk about Annie peeing during events that will enrage some people in space for sure. She's peeing. Does she pee there? Yeah. And it's not just Annie that, that happens. That that's common. That's common. And, uh, talking with some of the medical staff, it's common enough to where they, you know, even say, I wonder if there'd be a CrossFit diaper for some of these competitions. There was, there Not was one game that Fisa Goffey just like was just on the show just talking about it. Like, yeah, I was just peeing all over the place during the games. I didn't know Annie did that too. I know uh, Jason Kalipa and Luke, Luke Parker, Lucas Parker, the redheaded guy. Uh, I remember twice uh, interviewing them after events um, in Carson, and both of them were lying there. And I'm like, hey, what's up? What's going on? They're like, I'm peeing involuntarily. I mean, it even happens to boys. Mm hmm. Different, probably different mechanism. JY Barbell has fifteen hundred followers. Oh, did you know what we did to him last night? No, I, I have. I, I wonder if he's going to be pissed at this. I'm going to show you. you so like, last I night I had Hiller on. I wanted to check in with Hiller, and we we. Oh shit! And Hiller was like, "Hey, we were talking about buying Instagram followers." Yeah. And we we're wondering, like, if it's possible. And so last night, John Young's account had like 165 followers, and Hiller bought him 1,200 followers. And look, there they are this morning. Yeah, they're just it's bots. Well, that's what I was just saying about the person who followed me with a million plus followers, but no comments, no interaction, no engagement. <laughs> I mean, oh shit, you just bought them. It's I think it's five. It's it's five grand to buy. It's a hundred. No, it's a hundred dollars to buy twenty thousand followers. So it's a thousand dollars to buy two hundred thousand. No, sorry. What did I say? Five five hundred for twenty thousand. Yep. So if ten times that, no wait. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> no, it's a hundred dollars to buy twenty thousand. So times that by ten, two hundred thousand followers for a thousand bucks. So for five thousand bucks, I could get a million followers. Yeah, until like, Instagram does a clean out of bots and and they all disappear. Because at some point they go through like cleansing those out, right? I mean, at least I think they used to. I don't know if it's still a thing, but I want to get a um I want to start another account. God, can we get a sponsor to pay for this? I want to get another account, make it the seven podcast account, buy the blue check mark and buy uh a million followers for it. Why <laughs> <laughs> so people know we fake we bought fake followers? Yeah, just and just run with it. Just fight but dude, we could get better guests. <laughs> Better is not the right word. Big more yeah, high profile. No, they're gonna just look into it and be like, "No, dude, they're not. No, dude, they're not. They're not at all, dude. <laughs> they're not at all gonna look into it." That's amazing that you guys bought that. I was watching. I was like listening or watching it the thread. <laughs> uh, Philip Kelly, uh, I Hiller bought twenty five hundred. I thought. I think you're right. That's what I'm saying. Some of them get cleaned out. Just like right away? Yeah. Well, remember when they were saying like uh, when Elon was going to take over Twitter, his he was like, I'm going to try to read, a, read, a, read Twitter as much bots as we possibly can. And it was supposedly going to drop it by like some significant percentage of users because they weren't actually real users. They were just bots. Oh. And did he do that? I don't know. I just wanted to a thing. I'm going to call um, – I should put people's phone numbers into this phone. Yeah, like save save your go-tos. Yeah, let me see. Um, let me see if uh, 
Hey, when do I get to call Laura Horvat again? Um, October. Okay, October. That's good. I Before it. Rogue, maybe. Have like a relevant Rogue question. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Hey, Laura. Hey, I was wondering if we could grab dinner at Rogue. Here's a real question. Did she now save your number? And oh, text. <laughs> I can't get through his. Um, yeah, because wow. you're on that do not disturb. Tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, uh, Andrew, this, save this number. This is the. Um, give this number security clearance. This is the studio phone number. Security Savon podcast, please. Thank you. Peace and love. Crowdsource uh, money for the fake account. <laughs> the thing is, is if you guys give me five thousand dollars, I'll probably like buy a drone or something. <laughs> so I need like a sponsor, like just to like give the money to Sousa, and then we just do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll buy like I'll buy a new monitor for my desk or something if you give me the money. Hey, do you think if we did that, we have a million followers, we buy the blue check mark, right? And then we grab some random guest that's like a, a you know like a high profile guest. Yeah, and then you think you bring them on here and you tell the story. Do you think that they would feel like pissed off, like we duped them somehow? I don't think so, because it's still a good show. No, definitely, but like just like, so you we went on our first date and you lied about the house you were in and you had a nicer car, but you still were a good dude once after we went on the date. But the whole shit you did to first drag me in was a facade. But I had a great time on the date. Am I still pissed off, <laughs> or am I just cool with it now? Hey, is there anyone who just out there who does that, who admits they have a fake account? I mean, it's so our shtick just to lean into shit. Yeah. I think a blue check mark is like $19 a month or something. Or $9 really? a month. Wow. 19 a month? It's so funny now because before you used to see like the blue check mark and you'd be like, oh, and you'd like click it and look at who they were and you'd see they have a following or like whatever. And now you just look and they have like 200 followers. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. This means nothing now. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. Hey, David Taylor. I've been listening to your program a long time. Oh, good. So you're not, you're cool, dude. You're not going to be hostile? Might be hostile. No, no. Okay. Oh, I wanted to back up to something you were talking about a few minutes ago uh, about Hiller's video. Oh, yeah. With the uh, squad depth. Yeah. Mm. We used to talk about this, a similar type of thing in landscape painting or figure painting when I was in college. We'd do our painting. We'd put it up for, uh, like, to critique in front of the class. And the instructor would look at it and goes, wow, you know, that, that leg, you really painted the hell out of it. You can see the blood. It's proportion great. Unfortunately, it's in the wrong spot. And you'd be like, no, no. But I painted it. It looks great. I said, yeah, but it doesn't look the way it's supposed to. You got to scrape it off. You got to redo it. Like it doesn't match and the natural anatomy. It doesn't match the natural anatomy of a human or something? Like it can't, that's not where legs are? Right, right. And 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 again, the, the purpose of that particular assignment was to paint it so it matches. It, so it's not some sort of cubism or, okay. you know, the premise is to do it so, it so it looks right. But that's what that made me think about uh, where what Matt – and you were bringing up about the video. Right. Okay. Okay. And yeah. Then, Look at that. Connections. Uh, Connections. That's your brain work. <laughs> that's one of the things. 
that's one of the things I like about your program is the connections you make that seem so obscure and that you have to think in order to make to make those analogous connections because that's what gives you first, second, third level matches. And that can, you know, just creates depth, you know, and, and you know, makes you ask that why question. And that's what I appreciate about your program and the people you have on here. Thank you. It makes life fun too, right? Life is so fucking fun. Once you can think, life's a blast. All right. All right. I'll let you guys go. Okay, cool. Thanks for calling, dude. Call. Hey, are you a foreigner? He gone. Oh. You think he's a foreigner? No. He had some sort of weird uh, affect in his voice. Might have just been nervous. You know how many people like message me that are like, I wanted to call in and talk about this, but I didn't because I got nervous. Or people that will call in and then message and then be like, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't hardly knew what I was saying. I got nervous. Hey, hey, yeah, d dude, ignore the people in the comments when you call that, like, say, hang up and shit. Those people, like, fuck those people. It's pretty much everybody, and I think at this point it's just fuck a bit as you, part man. of their yeah, show, yeah. Right? Oh, right, like 1999 right or something? Yeah. yeah. yeah don't, don't worry about the people making fun of you in comments. It's, like, I like you. Don't, don't ignore them. Like, if you're, if you're being a bad guest, I'll probably tell you. I'll, like, <laughs> I'll just hang up on you or be like, okay, we're done. Swag, always listen to the chat. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a, a steer you in the right direction. <laughs> Mr. Dick Butter. It's because assholes like me will say, hang up. You can do that. I'm about to call and hang up on Savon. I'll have your phone number then. though. Okay. We'll call you back every show. <clears throat> I get a little nervous. Oh, I should show you guys this. Did you guys see the... Uh, the um, NFL shirt we have that's not an NFL shirt in tribute to uh, one of our favorite guests, Tyson Bajan. Look at that. Bam. It's cool. Yeah. Cool colors. I wear the sh I got the, I got the visor too. I wear the shit out of the visor. Oh, wow. Look at I wear the, I wear the gold visor. I think there's gold, silver, and white now. Yeah. I guess I haven't seen I haven't seen those other color ones. I play tennis with that on. Actually, I go I go, I wear it. I put it on right when I'm done here. Oh, here we go. Uh, caller, hi. Are you gonna hang up? Oh, hey, what's up, Simon? Hey. Hey, Susa. This is AJ from the uh, DMs. Hey, what's up, AJ from the DMs? How you doing? Do you know who he's talking? Do you know who it is, or do you have no clue? Got no clue. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, that's besides the point. I wanted to call in earlier when uh, when Greg was on, but uh, I didn't really want to put him on the spot. Kind of a random question. Do you guys do you guys think he'll ever uh, go back and do the uh, old CrossFit seminars? What do you mean? Oh, you mean like him go and like for two days he teach all the L1s, the entire L1 himself? Yeah, either that or just like when he used to do like the throwback lectures behind CrossFit and all that. When he used to do what? He used to do like the the science like behind CrossFit lectures, and everybody would sit there and like learn a shit ton. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what you're talking. about. I don't remember that, but I, dude, he he. I, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I no, I don't think he will. No, I don't think he will. 
dude, call him and put him on the spot. He's cool as shit. He'll he he's like so fucking relaxed. <laughs> Ask him anything. Yeah. All right, cool. Next time he's on, maybe next week I'll give him a call. Yeah. Wait, Would you hey, like that? You... Would you go to that to hear him do that? Oh, 100%, man. He's a genius. Hey, are you I know, isn't it great that he's a genius? It's so fun listening to him talk. That's why I, I wish like I feel bad for that guy Enrique. It's like, dude, you're like caught up in your own shit. Like just listen. He's going to tell you're going to get to pick some fucking nuggets of gold out of there. Quit getting hung up on shit. Like he's like I don't want to hear his politics or or like the election wasn't stolen. Like dude, now you're just making shit up. Like you're missing the you're missing the genius of what he's saying. Yeah, for sure. Hey, yeah, so I, I did my L2 this, this weekend, um, and I was sitting there listening to it, and it was just, like, reminding me of the old videos when he used to give his lectures, and I thought it would be awesome just to, like, hear it straight from him. Hey, how was how was your L2? Oh, it was awesome, man. I did it at uh, Mako Athletics here in Pensacola, Florida. And oh, you're not in Washington? Oh, no. I, the phone number's from Washington. Okay. Yeah, so I did a... Uh, to the L2 over the weekend, and it, I've been coaching for five years, doing CrossFit for 10, but uh, it, it just really opens your eyes of, like, how you can be a better coach, and yeah. going back to the basics, really, of just, like, doing the progressions and the movements and, you know, caring more about your athletes, um, just getting, like, more involved in every single person rather than just, like, focusing on the ones that need the most help. Which was the uh, hardest for you to get down when you would do the breakout groups as far as the coaching, uh, verbal, visual, or tactile? Uh, from, they, from the feedback I got from the, the L2 staff, yeah, uh, it was the visual cues. Mm. So just like being, being in a better position for them to see me, like yep. demoing it, um, as well as just like going through the progressions with them instead of just being like, all right, here's the push jerk. And what's really hard for me also is like, like not talking while I demo it. Mm -hmm. So like, because people are just focusing on what you're saying rather than, you know, you actually doing the movement. So it's kind of yeah. like confusing in their brains, but. Hey, was there anybody who, cause that's very typical that that's the hardest one for everybody to uh, do. Was there anybody who was really. It is, it is. It, that's true. What you just said. Yeah. Because they're out of those three types of, of coaching, They'll do a bakeout group. They'll tell AJ, like, okay, you're going to teach push press, and you could only use visual. So you can't talk. You can't touch them. Oh, oh, oh. And so that usually, once you, like, narrow it down and isolate it to just that, that's tough. Was there anybody that was really exceptional at it in your breakout group, AJ, that you remember? No, it, it really just seemed like everybody had to work on something. Right. That, that's what's cool about the course is, like, no matter how long you've been coaching or how good of a coach you think you are, like, you can always be better. Yeah, it was funny because that was one of the ones that I that I felt that I was pretty good at. And instantly one of the uh, seminar people stopped and says, do you have a deaf member at your gym? And I said, I do. And they go, OK, you've had a lot of practice with this. And that was wow. the one wow. with it was because um, one of our my long term members, Reyes, is is deaf. He actually works for the um, School of Deaf uh, in Fremont as well. Could we have a deaf person on the podcast? Yes. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Translator involved. And this was the same gentleman that I was talking about that had the first day at his L1 had a translator who did CrossFit and it was an awesome experience. Second day, he had a translator that did not do CrossFit and the person freaked out mid lecture and just left and left him. And I would huh. try, this was a couple years back. And then I tried to work with CrossFit to see if they would allow him to come back and maybe get that second day 
or do more in the test because he missed he basically missed 50 percent of it due to the fact that then he didn't have a translator and that and you know how it is that l2 even moves really quickly so imagine not being able to hear anything through that and trying to keep up with that yeah for sure aj does your last name start with a b it does ah i do i do know you from the dms i rescind my last comment yeah. he knows your dick pics uh, yeah i recognize that dick pic <laughs> anywhere hey dude thanks no, for calling you, you have my number susan <laughs> awesome all right i'll talk to you guys later thanks brother adios see ya hey i did remember him uh two things yep do you want to hear about i want to piggyback off of your level two shit or do you want to know why people don't like to play sports with me <laughs> you get to see which story i feel like we should have piggyback off the first one because it's relevant but i'm way okay. more curious about why people don't want to play sports with you okay i'll tell you why people don't want to play sports with me next hey i think i know that if CrossFit gave me $20,000, I know if they gave me $20,000 to go to a seminar for a weekend and take my three cameras there and just let me talk to the, all the people there for two days, like, you know, like when they're on their breaks, mm -hmm. not talk, to, not interfere with the class at all. Right. Then I could keep $10,000 for myself. You know what I mean? Yep. And then I could give $10,000 to, I don't know, Patrick Rios or someone. Okay. Cause to give the footage because I don't have time to edit that shit. Right, post-production. Okay. I'm fucking yep. around with my own shit, yeah. That they would in turn, like it would be the best, and they and they had me do that once a month. It would, it would, it would just change the whole fucking entire trajectory of the fucking company. Like I, I, like I know that, like I know that. And so the only pushback you could have is he's wrong. Or we're stupid. <laughs> dude, it's see. such a crazy dude. You, they should give me fifty thousand dollars a weekend to do that. I'll keep forty and I'll give ten to an editor. Hey, by the way, the last time I told this story, it was ten thousand dollars. There's no fucking way I do it for ten thousand dollars now. Do you know what I mean? Even if it was in Santa Cruz, so it was super no, convenient to go up no, the street. Nope. That's a bummer. No, because I would have liked to see it done for ten thousand. I just no. like to see it done because because then I have to come home and edit that shit, and I'm not fucking doing that. And my, and my sponsors are the, the 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 I don't want to call them sponsors. The people who are supporting this podcast are are, are giving me money now, and it's like I, I'm like I I mean I live life on the edge, you know. Like I live like close. I, I fly the plane low, but I'm not giving up time for my kids to do that anymore. Like I like I don't need I don't yeah. And dude, and soon it's gonna be. It's gonna be fifty thousand dollars. I mean, it's it's like two years away for like. Hey, then it's gonna be like, hey, I won't do it at all. And I, this is gonna sound even more fucking dickheady, but uh, Susan, but I don't think there's someone else who can do it unless they were to tag along with me for like a year and I could teach them. Like me. Yeah and yeah. Tag along. Hey, you got to ask them all sorts of weird questions. You got to go up to the lady with the fucking tracheotomy in the front row and be like, so why are you here? And like fucking like talk to her. Totally. Um. If you, hey, why and and I'm friends with Dave and Nicole and Don. I mean, I'm acquaintances with Don. I'm friends with Dave and Nicole. Why wouldn't they just have me do that? If you're somebody who's just looking to uh, get in shape, 
right? And you search out, you want to do something where it's a group class because you want to be around other people and you don't want to have to worry about your own routine. So you just want to show up and go through the thing. And you're looking at gyms and you see F45, Orange Theory, and then your local CrossFit gym. Out of those three, what would be the biggest uh, differentiator that CrossFit has that would separate them from the other two? And you can't say community because that doesn't mean shit to anybody who's on the outside of it. And all those other gyms uh, have their relevant community. Okay. Uh, instruction, uh, nutrition, um, community, um, can't say uh, crazy, uh, uh, ex- ex- crazy experience, uh, years and years of, uh, of, uh, um, what we call like R and D what's worked, what hasn't worked or just a, a constant refinement of the coaching. Yeah. So I would say the education and the coaching the L1. And, and, and it's, and it's holistic as a motherfucker. You have the people, you have the nutrition, you have the movement. Right. And I think the biggest differentiator is the L one and the thing that, that, mm. pat, you know, the punch that that packs when you go to that course and how it's open for not even people that are looking to coach, but just to looking to advance their knowledge of the CrossFit methodology. And so I think giving to your point, if the more and more and more and more and more CrossFit can highlight the L1, but then humanize it by telling the stories of the people that are in those classes, which is what you just said, yeah. that that's a huge differentiator that F45 and Orange Theory, they can't tap into it because they don't have those courses. Although the truth is I could do it for them. Well, I, well yeah, I, I could go to their gym and do something similar for them. Uh, would you make 10,000 version different than 20,000? No, not at all. Here's the whole thing it comes down to. I, I would just go there because I just love doing it, and I would walk into I would take three cameras on three gimbals, and I'd walk into an L1, and I would just film all the lectures, and every free second that they had when they went through different movements, I would interview people. Why are you here? How long have you been doing CrossFit? What's your favorite takeaway? And I would fucking get B-roll of every single person there, and I would get beautiful questions with all of them. Mm-hmm. And, dude, and it would fucking just move the needle if you if, if you just had me do that once a month for fucking three years, you would see it would sell so many fucking L ones and so many fucking affiliates. It would be this 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 triple effect. There'd be just just layering and layering, and it would be fucking nuts. I mean, it's what I'm made to do. That it's, I can't believe it. No, there wouldn't be a difference. Just the only thing is, is the ten thousand dollar version is I shoot it and I guess I could give them the footage and they could edit it. The twenty thousand version is I give them the final the final edits. Yeah. But eventually, I'm not going to fucking, like, it's hard for me to leave my house. I'm so glad to be home. Holy shit. And that 1L1 would break into multiple videos with multiple stories. Because out of, like, let's say the 50 people that are there that weekend, there's going to be 10 with incredible stories. So you're going to have 10 10 videos. Incredible stories. Yeah. Incredible stories. Hey, someone said uh, Dave could probably get it for you uh, to do it for 10,000. That sucks that it's that obvious. Sevon, have you asked Dave? No, no. I have not. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I, kind, a couple of years ago, when they fired me, I started making these for them. But all the ones that I made for them, the people were wearing masks. So they know I can do it. They're just, I don't know. I don't even know if David and Nicole believe it. I mean, let's just go the opposite way. Maybe what I'm, I'm just a completely fucking delusional fucking dingbat. And it, it's not true. But God, I have so much evidence that it is true. From my fucking years of working there and I can, yeah. I can just I mean, tell Don, hey, go go open the books and look at what happened in 2017. Go look what happened in 2009. I can tell you the times that I was promoting the L1. I could change their whole shit. Hey, and it's only going to get crazier. 
Do you think, would you think CrossFit would ever sponsor this? And, and hey, that's a way they can contribute to this podcast without being affiliated with the podcast. What do you mean? Like pay you to go do those L1s? Yeah, because they don't they, they have an issue with the fact that one of my favorite groups growing up was NWA. I get it. I think that, and I've said this before, um, that the the health of the L1, like the more people that are crammed into those things and they're just selling out weekend after weekend, yeah, uh, is a direct a direct correlation to the health of CrossFit as a company. Because the more people that are going into the L1s that want to elevate to coaches or to know more about the methodology, are a certain percentage of them are going to convert into affiliate owners. Um, and then the ones that don't have any interest in owning their own business are just going to fill the pipeline for current affiliates to have more knowledgeable you know, people and coaches that could eventually become full-time coaches or you know, even just part-time coaches in the gym, which significantly help out the existing affiliates. And the education, like I just said, is the biggest differentiator between CrossFit and the other other um, fitness options out there. And so the more that they're uh, highlighting that, it creates a status, just like we've done on this show. So we talk about it, we harp on it, and you talk about how great it is. And all the people who have their L1 have like a little bit more status. Yeah. And um, inside their gym, they got their, you know, they got their L1. They're going to this weekend. People celebrate it. It's, it's and- an interesting kind of status, though, too. It's kind of like, not like you're it's, going it's, there. It's not. Cool it's not cheap. Anything. It's not. It's not cheap. It's not like something you can buy. It's like, oh, that person went to their L one. They have some intimacy and some knowledge that I don't have. It's not like, oh, they have a Rolls Royce, so they have better status. It's better than that. Right. It's you are so you are into CrossFit so much that you took it upon yourself to go and and learn more about the methodology and really dive into it with the course. Uh. Uh. There was something. Oh, UTFO. Yeah, listen to them. And let me be clear. It's not the fact that I. It's not the fact that I listen to NWA. It's the fact that I sing the lyrics out loud, and I don't. And, and I and uh, Two Life Crew, and and in my car, loud with the windows down. People, the world can hear me. Sevy, if you want to do the hundred words video footage, I'll narrate it for an autograph and that chocolate dick. Hundred words, what? Narrate it? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Where was Seema Globe saying this? We started Seema Globes. Listen carefully, people. We started reading the L1 as a group on Zoom if anyone wants to join. What the fuck? That's How awesome. am I the last one to know about that? Uh, oh, who who's in charge of the affiliate department? They should be fuck. Whoever's in charge of that should be like, dude, so they, you should fucking call me. Like, you're dropping the ball by not calling me and be like, hey, will you come? Uh, will you, do? you should be colluding with whoever runs the L1s. Call her high. Hey, Simone. Uh, hey Matt, What's going on? Um, this is Rory. Um, I just opened an affiliate in San Francisco. I've been with Matt um, back and forth over the past year or so. Yeah, congratulations too, brother. You got something coming up soon, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, having like a <clears throat> kind of, I guess, special opening or celebration in two weeks from now. Um, but we've been kind of going with it now about two and a half it'll be right around three months by the time we uh, can have that official. Um, I just wanted to call in and uh, share a, um, we're doing a memorial workout today that I created um, and I have a few gyms back home in Ireland that are doing it as well. What's the name of your gym and do you have a website? Uh, Yeah, we have a website on Instagram. It's F-I-O-R Fear dot fit dot cf okay um on the, our last post was a 
memorial workout that we're taking on today. <clears throat> we had a couple of classes do it this morning. We have classes this afternoon doing it as well. It's uh, in, in memory of my sister and, and uh, <clears throat> each of other 30 others who were killed in a atrocity back in Northern Ireland 20 years ago today. So I just want, I just like to share the workout and, and if anyone that uh, watches the show or follow wants to jump in on the workout and take it on as well. Uh, Fior Fitness, F-I-O-R dot fitness dot C-F at 3.10 p.m. August 15th, 1998, an atrocity took place in Omaha that took 31 lives, severely injuring hundreds and impacting the lives of countless others. Through tragedy and loss, families became closer, communities came together, and it became the initiation for change for the country. This week marks the 25th anniversary of the Omaha bombing, so we'd like to dedicate a memorial workout to those who lost their lives, including our sister, Jolene. Did I say her name right? Yep. Undoubtedly, the event of that day have shaped why we see value in bringing people together and working hard together. Wow, dude. That's crazy. You lost your sister. Hey, are your yeah, parents I, are your parents I, I, still alive? Yeah, I I, I I had two I had two sisters that were both both in it. One got severely injured, and, and one unfortunately died. How severe? Severe? Any severe? Any brain trauma? <clears throat> Not brain trauma. Um, massive skin grafting loss, uh, chunk out of her leg. Um, her her right arm was severely kind of mutilated, but it's came back and she got full mobility back in it. But she'll be doing the workout somewhere at home as well. Hey, how many siblings do you have? Just those two sisters? No, I have two brothers as well. Oh shit, big family. And did you say your parents are still alive? Yeah, they're both alive. Yeah. I I, I met a guy at the games. I I didn't meet him. I know a guy. At the games, a lot of you know him, and he has everything a, a human being could possibly want. And um, he lost a child. Mm-hmm. He lost a, a child, a teenage child. Dude, and he was telling me the story, and it's basically like when that happens to you, it's, you're done. Like you basically just your life turns into just a living fucking nightmare, and you just fucking like over it's yeah like well, your, your your shit's all fucked up I, I just can't even fucking imagine i mean this guy has everything you know what i mean he's got surrounded by love and money and it's just like so much love and this guy's so genuine he's one of the coolest dudes i know i can't believe i've, I've known him for so many years i'd never heard the story i was stoked he told it to me but man your parents man Whew. yeah so sister was the oldest of, of our family she oh. was 17 when oh. But it, it like, obviously, my other sister was in hospital for quite a few months after it. And so I kind of, the rest of my larger family kind of really came around and, and helped with us younger kids. And then it it's uh, definitely would have brought us closer as a family. And I, I still. Yeah, this like- guy's close with his family. This That's funny you say that. This guy, I guess it can do two things it could tear your fucking family apart, or this guy's family's crazy close. Yeah, especially I come from like a pretty rural part of Ireland, so it's it's like a small town community, real super small parish, and so most of my family still live there. So. 
Is that why you left? No, oh. I, I don't think. No. Why did I, you open uh, a gym in San Francisco? Should I have you on a show and just <laughs> talk to you about this? Is something wrong with you? <laughs> I mean that. I'm not even joking. Yeah, no, we, we can we can talk it over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I I've I've been living here for ten years now, and my wife and I were both coaching at another affiliate for a number of years, and um, we put put a lot of effort. Really loved that affiliate, loved that community, and and just wanted to create more of the same ourselves. So, um, kind of I spoke to Matt. I would say almost one year ago on the phone. He kind of really helped me through the early kind of process of figuring out what to do. And then it took a little while to get uh, real estate, but um, we got opened just in June and things have been growing nicely. Hey, you got, you got a picture here you posted nine weeks ago. Um, and this is either the Gay Men's Choir of San Francisco or the Irish World Cup team. These are the whitest motherfuckers I've ever seen. I hope these guys, I hope you gave them big old sombreros when they went outside. It's okay if you're Irish to culturally appropriate the sombrero. You need it. These motherfuckers are like skin cancer patients walking around. Look at these fucking guys. Who the fuck are these white guys? They come to the city because it's foggy most of the time. So. Oh, good. <laughs> Jesus, Crimey. Mean, this isn't even white. This is like Pat Vellner. Protects him. Hey, anytime you fine. think white people are privileged, just pull this photo up and fucking fix you real quick. There's nothing privileged about being this white. Jesus Christ. Who are these guys? Uh, it's, a, it's a local. Uh, so I grew up playing a sport called Gaelic football. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it is gay still- football. So it is gay football. Yeah, yeah, Gaelic football. Oh, Gaelic. <laughs> oh, Gaelic. Yeah. Is that G A Y L I C K? Perfect, perfect spell. Thank perfect you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, I grew up playing that, and then we have uh, there's four or five men's teams in San Francisco, and there's two female teams. So we still play it regularly over here. All right. Uh, stay in touch, dude. Uh, congrats. G- good job uh, keeping your sisters, uh, the memory of that alive. And, uh, yeah, I could hear it in your voice that it's, uh, it's fucking intense for you. Um, but So thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. The workout, uh, if anyone wants to take it on, it is not a fun workout. It's a long grind, but it's kind of the idea of these memorial-style workouts that you kind of gives you an opportunity to go inside and just think through your way through it. 31-minute AMRAP, 8 push press, 15 uh, bar over burpees, every 3 minutes, complete 10 wall balls. Oh, it's, it, this uh, Howie DeWitt says that Brian Friend uh, loves Gaelic football. That's cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it would be a perfect random sport for him to be uh, statistic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you very much, Rory. Thank you, guys. Okay, Thanks, ciao. Rory. I see him. Yeah. Thanks for fucking bringing us all down. Oh, I didn't bring us down. I just wanted to oh. get it out there. Oh, okay. I think I might go to his uh, his gym on on that Saturday. The grand opening? What's the day on it? I forget. I think it was like the twenty uh, eighth or something. He says in two weeks. If I, I I would love to take my kids to see the Golden Gate Bridge and walk across it with them. Mm. Savon's had his share of Gaelics. 26th, I think it was. 
So you want to hear the story about how I know now I know why no one likes playing sports with me? Obviously, yes. So I had this buddy I played racquetball with in college. I've told this story before. Two buddies. I played one with a year, and the guy's like, fuck you, I ain't playing with you anymore. And I go, why? And he's like, because you never compliment me. You never say good job. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> and then the second guy was just like, hey, dude, you're just fucking too intense. You're just too fucking intense in there. And so, like, part of me is like, God, these guys are fucking assholes. Like, I got all defensive. But another part of me is like, hey, that's weird. That's weird that the two dudes you play racquetball with, like, like, do you smell? Do you fart in there? Do they do they know that you're fucking fantasizing about their your, their butthole the whole time that you're in there? Like, why? What is you up? beat them every time or something? No, no, not even. I mean, I, I would. I, I think I would. I think I was. It was like I was fifty one percent. But they were. I was. I was fifty one percent winner, and they were forty nine. I'll say that. Right. Okay. And and they fancied themselves as athletes, and I was just fucking. I fancy myself as nothing. Ding dong. So. Yesterday, my son goes. There's this other kid. He uh, in my. I'm just. I don't know if this is true or not. But he's the he's the other he's the best kid, uh, playing kid in tennis besides my son for his age in the area. They're the two best kids at their age in tennis in the area. Let's say in the area. I mean, well, let's say within 50 miles of my house. No, that's not true. I forgot about the Asian kids over the hill. Within 20 miles of my house. <laughs> okay. If you go south, it's within 400 miles. But if you go north, it's only 10 miles there's the asian kid but so i he this kid's out of school and we go over to his house to play tennis so my kid can play their kid right and they have they have tennis courts in their in their compound on on their property on their like in their neighborhood not in their gated community so we go there and they play and then afterwards i asked the, the lady the mom i said hey do you want to play doubles me and you against the two boys and she's like fuck yeah and they all three play tennis and i don't play tennis but I play tennis every day, but I play a game that I made up called short court, and I play it with the boys. And the whole entire time I play the game, I talk. <laughs> talk shit or just talk in general? Chirp, chirp, <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, fuck, oh my God, look at that topspin. Holy shit, you look tired. It's in, even though I, I know it's going out. <laughs> okay. And And I know one time that the... The, the, several times the the tennis coach has said to me hey dude do you feel good talking shit to your kids i'm like yeah i feel great about it because he i warm my kids up and he walks up while i'm warming them up and i'm just fucking just cr crushing them what are you I playing call, mind game baby what are you playing the mind game? games the whole time i always go i'm the king of short court you're looking at the king royalty royalty like i always do that royalty i'm the king of short court they're like we're better than you at tennis i said i'm the king of short court like i just and so afterwards we played and we played real tennis when we played with them. Like I, and I don't like you had to serve, you had to do the, say the love and the, the, the words. And like you, when you went to serve, you had to have two balls with you and all the stuff and add in and adds out and all that. And, um, so afterwards we were done and the mom said to me, looked at the boys and she goes, yeah, this could have been fun if your dad would stop talking. Like she was dead serious. <laughs> And that's it. That's what it was. It took me fucking 25 years. That's why those dudes didn't like playing with me. So you're just a shit talker. I'm just talking shit the whole fucking time. I knew it like I'm just like fuck, that was a hard hit. Oh, you had no chance at that. You need water? <laughs> you sure you want to play another game? Just, you know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah, just yeah. constant just dicking you down. Yeah.
just fucking punking you constantly. <laughs> yeah, she's she's hot. Yeah, she's a pretty lady. Yeah, all the all I all, there's so many all the all the all the moms are pretty, all the all the kid all the friends we. I think every single one of the kids that my kids are friends with, their moms are like really attractive. When their kids, what? Not. (laughs) I don't vibe any of the moms. Zero. I don't vibe them at all. Like I burp in front of them and just act like a, just a douche. I don't vibe any mom. No Mm -hmm. moms vibe me. You have kids and you're just on the street. I might as well be a fucking priest, like a naughty priest. Oh, I swear a lot. Naughty priest. I don't know. How dare you ask if she's hot? That's totally inappropriate. Fucking dick. Totally inappropriate. Totally. You have to be good to talk shit. Yeah, I am good. I'm the king of fucking short court, and we won. We beat those fucking kids, and I and I'm I I well, I'm not the. My, I think my eight year old now can beat me at um. No, it's not like that. <laughs> I don't, I'm telling you, I don't vibe any of the moms. I don't do any of that. I'm so. I only vibe my own wife. I don't vibe chicks anymore. Zero. Well, I've turned it completely off. That knob is yeah. turned all the way down. You see Will said he's coming to Santa Cruz. He's going to bring his racket. I bet you Will's good at tennis. He's tall. Uh, maybe they're not attractive. You're just attracted to all moms. That could be it. I'm crazy, like, uh, Ariel Lowen, it's like that with her. I mean, she is attractive, but I'm crazy attracted to her because she's a mom. Like, I like a good mom. I love a good mom. I like moms. So, <laughs> it wasn't always like that. See, Ariel Lowen shouted us out in her, uh, one of the event recaps of the games. Looks no, like she, she did. Going through all of them. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. She should shout us out in everyone. Just all the time. I mean, every event recap. <laughs> Neck crack. I sent the uh, that visor and a shirt to their room that last night we left. Oh, that's that a cool kind of shirt. CEO shirt. Oh. Gabe, Gabe and uh, Travis had some of the leftover ones from Wadapalooza, the silver ones. The yeah. Silver ones on the back. So I went over and snagged it because I knew he was a large and dropped off a visor and a shirt. And I was hoping to run into him that last night. But, like, of course, they were probably out celebrating or she was probably just, like, done and wanted to just be in the room. And so... Um, Grace went over and to the front desk. She's like, we'll just give it to the front desk. They'll give it to him. She, I was like, oh, yeah. That's why you're the brains of the operation. She walked over and... Solution-oriented. Yeah. Can you send these up, please, to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lone's room? No problem. A pickleball. Yeah, we use a yellow ball on a pickleball court. You're right. It's exactly... we. It's exactly as pickleball. Um, but uh, But we play with a real tennis ball. It's fucking crazy. Uh, the room, Ariel Lowen shirts. Damn, I was, oh, Swolverine sent me three extra large shirts. Mm. You know, and it reminds me of the time that the guy who was doing our shirts. Do you remember there was a company doing our shirts? I, uh, they, I think they still do our shirts. There's two places. That, who's the other company that does our shirts? Um, as like, as RX, as RX, as RX. I wonder if they still sell our shirts. Do they ever send us money for shirts they sell? Not that I've seen. No. <laughs> As, don't get I've Travis any ideas. I've definitely don't give no checks, but Travis, make sure you send them to my address. And <laughs> let me see this. If they, I mean, I have so much of their shit. I really liked it. Uh, the Hopper Staple. Oh, the Sevon Podcast. Okay. Oh yeah, they got the hoodies. 
These, the God, they have, yeah, they have some nice stuff. I have all of this. I wear all this shit every day, too. Oh, the green one's so nice. I have zero of that. But here, oh, I have these, the sweatbands. I know, I have that purple shirt. Oh, that's where I got the purple shirt from. These tank tops are nice. Girls like those. Anyway, uh, they, I asked them to send Josh Bridges shirt, shirts, and they sent the wrong size. And I go, hey, dude, you guys sent the wrong size to Josh Bridges. They're like, well, we didn't have any of the right size. I'm thinking to myself, motherfucker, you don't have a body like Josh Bridges and then want to wear some baggy shit that makes you look like you're fucking homeless. <laughs> just a non-flattering shirt he's just swimming in. <laughs> uh, is that a gay pride uh, shirt? No, people keep thinking that. That is a, um, which is fine, but um, it's a, it's a, it's called splash paint. It's actually cool. I didn't like it at first, but I really like that sweatshirt. Splash paint, splash paint. You, tri- you got triggered. I get, I get that. <laughs> I ain't Hayden. Triggered. Splash. It's called splash paint or something. What's it called? Do they, do they name it in here? Oh, yeah, Splash. Oh, I don't like this. Unisex. <laughs> CEO Splash. Yeah, it even says Splash on there. I don't like that when people say something and then they're like, no homo. I don't like that. Because <laughs> it insinuates that being gay, something's wrong with being gay. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. No homo. I'm going to be like, fuck you. Homo away. It's all good. It's all love. All right, I'm going to get my uh, <clears throat> going to get my passports today for all, my whole family. I'm going to start the process. Passports? Yeah. Where are you going? I, well, I got invited somewhere out of the country, and I don't have passports, so I can't go. God, you're so fucking cool. I'm getting invited yeah, fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I cannot fucking believe I cannot go. Oh, you can't me. go? No, I cannot go. Oh. I don't have my passport. Oh. To go away for a month. It's super recent. You can't expedite them? No. It's very it's happy it's gonna happen fast. Oh, what's oh. this? Eleven month wow, seven use FedEx uh passport service eleven month delay. Is that really what it's at? Really? Holy Fine. shit. A Slater, uh, do you like bunless hot dogs, Sevy? No homo. <laughs> Dick. Come on, Slater. Come on. Of course we love bunless <clears throat> hot dogs. I just eat it long ways. I've, I I I I can't really enjoy a hot dog. I always feel guilty for some reason, like it's that scummy. But I eat them sometimes. Laura invited him to Hungary. Dude, that would be amazing if I went to Hungary. Shot in like, life. <laughs> yeah, like what if like what if um, you know how like Patrick Bed David went to like interview Tate 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 Fletcher, Tate Jack Tate. <laughs> Mike Tate. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Tate Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, in Romania. And I fucking went to Hungary to fucking film with Laura. Dude, what if I just went there and didn't tell her? What if I just knocked on her door? Hi, I'm here. Do you think she'd invite me in her house? Too I far. All too the far. way fucking. Yeah, too, too far? far. Too far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. I'm looking for two sponsors. 
one to fly me to Hungary. It's gonna be way too expensive because I have I travel like a fucking a princess. Yeah, yeah. travel like a princess. But I really, really want a sponsor to let us start up a new Instagram account. I really want to get it's. It'll be five grand. I will fucking blow you to death on the show, um, and on the Instagram account. And I just want to get a fake Instagram account. And get as many followers. Not even fake. It's real. It's a real Instagram account. I stand behind it. It's a Rinsta. They're it's real Rinsta. fake followers. They're no, real. I'm not using my Rinsta account. I work no, too I hard. Those are Rinsta. It's a real Insta. Yeah. Do you know that, that? So I had that Sevon Rinsta, and that was my private Instagram account that I didn't let people get into. Mm. That's the real Sevon. And then, and then when I lost my other one, I just made that one public. So wait, what? Uh, can we explore this thing? What's in it for the sponsor? So like, like if it's tier, you know, then every single person I'll get from that, uh, from, so then I'll have a million followers, right. And I'll have a blue check mark. And every time I get like, then I get like, I'll start getting all these crazy UFC fighters on or just anyone. Everyone's a sucker for followers in the blue check mark. I'm telling you, it's horse city out there. I'm guilty of it. Wait, how many posts should we like put put on this though every time i have a fucking get oh all we'll, we'll start posting to it all the time we'll just basically repost everything that's on the real seven podcast to that just also. like collab with it so it's all on all of them all of them uh i don't know about collab separate posts we don't want it like it's got to be completely separate and then um and then uh yeah but will i want i want to buy a, a million followers <laughs> for this account too so then let's say i would have someone on right let's say like the guy who's like the best bowler in the world comes on i'll be like hey i just want to thank tier for supporting this show they've always been great they're really our uh relationship with tears really allowed us to get a lot of great people on this show build that awesome community yeah yeah (laughs) of non-bots yeah peptides are real but this account isn't (laughs) ca peptides (laughs) No, I'm yeah. I think the blue check marks like, let's say it's twenty bucks a month or something, right? But you, but I need five thousand bucks to buy a million followers, Instagram followers. Oh my goodness! I just think it's a great idea. Hey, can you Google? I want to Google that real quick. Fake, uh, fake. How come we don't? Oh, oh, by the way, if you want that, um, I'm gonna stop rolling the banner. If you here's some things you guys should get. If you want one of those, um, a Chicago Bear CEO shirts. I don't think I'm allowed to say that, but there's the you QR code. QR code. Yep. Bottom right hand corner. Scan it. And, and so many people. There's another one. The CA peptides. It's crazy the feedback I'm getting on that. People are loving that stuff. Hit that QR code and, and go through their uh, peptides. Um, if you want, my old mattress was trash. My old mattress was trash. It was so hot, I couldn't control the temperature. My wife, my wife's boyfriend, everybody was pissed. Wife's boyfriend? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Is Grace seen that? She has. She thought it was hilarious. My old mattress was. Wouldn't it be great if it just um, if, if every time I pushed it, it would it didn't start back at the beginning. Yeah, it'd be so much better if it was like under sixty seconds. 
I want to I want to see something really quick. My old mattress was f***ing trash. It was so hot. I couldn't control the temperature. My wife, my wife's boyfriend, everybody was pissed about how f***ing hot it was. It was crazy. I was Oh, oh, shit, I lost you. Where are you? There I'm you sorry. Are. Yeah. I tried to put us on the screen with the ad. There's just no way. I pushed all no. the buttons. Yeah. Sleep eight. Eight sleep. Hey, will eight. you will you Will you send that to me in a higher in in a higher the highest res you have? Export it to me. Send it to me. Okay. And send me uh, sleep sleep eights. Did they give us a graphics package or anything? No. God, it's gonna this is gonna fucking take me like thirty minutes of my life to do this probably or an hour. Just send it to me, and then I'll go on their website, and I'll pull down some shit, and I'll and I'll re-export it, and I'll make it so like, I'll just doctor it up a little bit. It's okay. got to—I mean, dude. My old mattress was f***ing trash. It was so hot. I couldn't control the temperature. My wife, my wife's boyfriend, everybody was pissed about how f***ing hot it was. It was crazy. And you know what? It's crazy. <laughs> it needs a—so it, it, it needs to say eight sleep on there. It's got to, right? Yeah, well, the the reason why I did it like that was because uh, it was just it's just supposed to be for our audio version only. Um, but I figured oh, in order to oh, get you weren't even going for video. Well, the reason why is that it needs to be like done live on the show, and I was like, the only way where that's going to happen, you remember to do it, is if you could just click a button. Because if you have to stop halfway through and like try to read something, like that's going to be a tough, you know, tough to remember to do and and get the whole thing out and everything else. So I was like, hey, can oh, I just record send it, it to Will? Never mind, send it to Will. Okay, dude, he he he. And even though he doesn't work for us, he can't help it. He's just a creative dude. He'll start tinkering with it. Yeah, well, he's always like, we need some B-roll footage of people in bed. Yeah, send yeah. it to him. Hi, Res. Put include me on it too, so I can bug him. He gets like inspiration, and then that's it. Yeah, send, send me a check for ten thousand too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, dude, that's it's. I'm gonna send that right now. Hold on. I'll be your manager, Will, and ten uh, percent. There you go, uh, Will. We will pay oh, you an Instagram followers, Will. We are paying you an Instagram followers. <laughs> oh, hey, can you see me? Oh, there I am. Yeah, I can see you. What happened? I lost my screen because I was pretending to type a check to $10,000. Oh. Oh, what is this? You guys should buy the blue check mark for the Sevon Podcast account and then try to get the real the Sevon Podcast handle back instead of the real Sevon Podcast. Can you imagine what a fucking asshole it is? That keeps the Sevon podcast account. You are a fucking douchebag. I really mean that. You're a fucking asshole. It's the same one that keeps the CrossFit Livermore handle too. It's the same person? I don't know, but they're both oh. fucking douchebags. That's why I have to be CF, your favorite underscore Livermore instead of at CrossFit Livermore. Because somebody who's not even in fucking business anymore decided to do it because they knew I was going to come into town and just shit all over everything and fucking take complete market. Take their care. business? Yeah, I am going to wear a cold... I'm going to wear a t-shirt. Sevi, when do we get a video of you in big t-shirt and your plunge? I don't have a plunge. I need a hot tub and a plunge. A hot tub. Uh, a sauna and a plunge. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, I could be down for the Insta deal, Sevi. Tell me more. I mean, I'm not tier, but I'm pretty cool. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. I just want, I want to buy an Instagram account. I want to buy see what it's like to buy um, 5,000. Uh, I want to buy a million Instagram followers and get a blue check mark. 
and then rub myself in Sabbath essentials. Sabbath essentials. The only essential oils you should use. Nice. This week's guest, Donald Trump, brought to you by Sabbath Essentials. Donald, uh, I just got to tell you something. Our followers are fake. <laughs> but you're going to have a great time on the show. Welcome in, Donald Trump, everybody. This show is the best show. You like that I faded it per your suggestion rather than cut it off. It's like it's so much better. Yeah. You can tell that it was just irritating me. I'm good with feedback. I, I suck because I get so irritated. I just start attacking the person and don't like give feedback. Right. It sucks. <laughs> There's a better way. Look at I just knocked over the Colton Mertens card because it wasn't in the in the right holder. Hello, God. Alexis Rap, this is in the right holder. Dude. And we need to get her on the show. We need to get Rich Froning on the show. I'm fucking all up in Rich's shit. You want me to call Rich right now? No, don't call Rich right now. Did you see what he sent us? No. What did he say? I'm never coming on the show again? Yeah. Oh. He said I'm I... open. Oh. Uh, oh. Dude, 8 a.m. would be perfect. I'll come on here for 6 a.m. for fucking Rich. Did I say that out loud? Well, let me think. Let me look at my calendar. <laughs> Let's check over the schedule and. Uh... Uh, oh, what do you know? <laughs> I am open. I happen to be open uh, any Every day. Riches. <laughs> okay, fuck, dude. Who's uh, tomorrow is? Who's on tomorrow morning? Oh, the Rolling Stone guy. Yes, Paul. I need to be kind of sharp for him. Okay. Uh, what about um, uh, the seventeenth? Do the seventeenth. Or that's Jason Kalipa. Yep. And then get or or what if I bring what if I bring um uh Rich on after Kalipa at seven forty five? That'd be nine forty five his time. Forty five minutes with Kalipa and um forty five yeah. What do you think? Is that inside his window? Yeah. Uh what about uh what about Thursday, seventeenth. Thursday. Uh, it's the seventeenth. The seventeenth. At what time should I tell him? Seven forty-five our time, but nine forty-five his time. Nine forty-five his time. Nine forty-five a.m. What about Thursday, the seventeenth at nine forty-five a.m. Uh, I'm getting so many uh, text messages about people loving Greg. Um, Coming on, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, I don't have a passport. I don't have a passport. This is the per person asking me about Europe again. Mm. I don't have a passport. I am going to check today to get me and the family passports. I like how we're just like hanging out and you're just rolling through text. Now. <laughs> all right, 
need to ask Dave a question. I wish I could do my whole. It, it, I would really like it if I could do my whole, all my shit, my office shit, live on the air. Um, it would like it's. I have to do a bunch of shit that I wouldn't like doing normally. But if you guys were on here and just watched me do it, you know what I mean? Like brushing my teeth or like <laughs> trying to schedule people on the show. Just like it would just be like just cool. Like hey, what's up, guys? What are you doing? Like it would just be like I, I have Which friends. Just live the whole time. Yeah, just live. We could do that with that camera, remember? We just can't do it through StreamYard, but if it's just me pointing a camera at you all day, we could we could do that. I want to do, like, all my domestic shit right now, like pay some bills and shit, like, just let you guys see it all. Uh, uh, J- Judy Reed, you could. We would totally watch. Well, thank you. Uh, Sevy, you've changed. I mean, I put this clean shirt on this morning. Glasses, I'm wearing... All my glasses are so scratched up that I'm starting to dip into glasses I don't normally wear. Like, these don't tint. I used to be thankful for cards, and now I bitch that if, the, if I have the wrong stand for the card to wad zombie. Is that what you mean? My toe spacers are on. <laughs> fasting today. And I want you to know, I, I'm going to dr- still consume all my Swolverine on my fasting day. I know. Oh, that's not really fasting. Okay, well, then call what you want. I don't care. But I'm, I'm still not gonna take, I'm getting hungry. I'm taking my pre-workout, my hydration, and my critting. Critting. Oh, do you guys want to see me? Oh, 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 oh. Hold on one second. I wonder where he's going. This could be interesting. Fucking historic moment, dude. What is that? Fucking historic moment. Sevon, how do you address disabled people with children when they're curious? Is it appropriate to go up and ask them with the kids? I didn't, and the guy had Parkinson's was not happy, so I regret it. Yeah, I think there's so much nuance to that. No, you should just probably explain it and not go up to them. I, I mean, what did your kids do? They walk up to the guy and go, "Hey, why are you shaking and moving around like you're fucked up?" Well, she went. She went up there with the kid at the same time. Why would someone be mad? No, that's a one in a million. You can talk to anyone. No one's be mad. I don't. I like, just think hey, hey, what, what, what if, what if your kids never seen someone who's black or a black person's never seen someone who's white? Like, I've, I, I went to Africa and people were people. I was the first white person people saw, and they come up to you and they can't even fucking believe what they're looking at. I mean, you're not like offended if your kid never saw like a, a, a albino before and he walked up and he's like just like staring at you. I mean, hey, dude, if you're a fucking alb, if you're different, everywhere you go, people are staring at you, and you gotta fucking accept that. If you're albino, if you're seven feet tall, if you're the only black dude in fucking Boulder, uh, like, like, <laughs> hey, that's the fucking way it is. If you have huge tits, I mean, that's even that, and and, and there's different degrees. Some people are scared of you. Some people like some people are inch curious, but people want to stare. They want to see new shit. Yeah, but do you you don't think that there's a ton of nuance on how you approach that and when to approach it and the context of the situation you're in? I mean, like, I don't think you could just blanket statement say that. 
in the yeah, late. I'm not worried about the, I'm not worried about those other people. You're not doing it like it's just your kid's intention. Like if you like your kid's not doing anything wrong if he wants to go up to someone and be like, "Excuse me, what what happened to your arm?" It's like, dude, your kid is just trying to figure out what's going on in the world. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's I, a lot of nuance to it. And I think the 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 ability and the things that you have with people like very many people possess the same thing. Like I've been, I just been with you in places and you'll come up in the way that the, the interaction and the way that you have to talk with people is very unique and people are like drawn to it. A lot of people don't have that, the nuance and they don't, they don't like understand the push and pull of what's happening is listen, if you're really a straight involved. dude and Heidi comes and talks to you, you're good. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm hey. Just, I'm hey. just trying to help people out, maybe. Oh, fuck. This isn't going to work. I know. I know you are. And you're a good dude, too. Hey, this isn't going to What if I put this gray one back there? So that you, so it just highlights the cord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And by hey. the way, I wasn't uh, saying what Heidi did was wrong, either. So please don't conflate that with uh, me just saying that you have to understand context and, and nuance in all situations when dealing with human beings. I could go over the cord. Yeah, just go over the cord. I have black ones, too. Hey, dude, I sent a bunch of these to John Young. Good dude. These are nice, right? Yeah. Self-adhesive on the back? Still not going to help with the fact he has a PC. That John Young does not have a PC. <laughs> yes, he does. He does? <laughs> dude, th this is nice shit. I missed it. Wait, what did Heidi? What did Heidi did? I missed what Heidi did. It did it. <laughs> you think I should put it over it? I don't even think you. Here's the thing. I don't even. Th let, tell me if you can see it um, when I do this. It falls. Nah, kind of falls. It. it kind of falls into a crack. Yeah, it does. And then the shadow of the crack makes it so you don't see the cord. Do you like the gray? It kind of gives it some nice texture, right? Outlines it. Yeah. Looks good. I kind of like the cord there because then people have something to complain about. And now that it's covered, they'll just find something else. <laughs> the devil you know is better than the one you don't. Uh, 9.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the West Coast of the United States on the Savon Podcast. The cord is now officially. Shit, I almost knocked my coffee over. Oh. And look at if you miss it, I can always go like this. I can mm. always be like, look, guys. Oh, yeah. And, and can, then I can put it away and be like, okay. Give them, a, give them a little something. Look at that in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple like aggressive guys in that applaud. How's that? Does the audio sound dramatically different now that oh, I put up these? So much better now. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. Oh, shit. It'll really impress those uh, guests we get with that million follower account. Oh, see, here we go. They got something. The colors don't match. Now we have a new thing to complain about. 
<laughs> I have black. I have black. I fucking called that so quick. I was like, they're just gonna pivot from the cord to something else. Now we got they don't match. Now we got the colors. They're not lined up correctly. <laughs> I have black. I just don't. Fuck! I knew that was coming. That's hilarious. You guys crack me up. <laughs> can you see me right now? Yeah, I can see you. I don't know. I don't know, Robbie. I think I think Phil. I think Philip's actually pissed off about it. <laughs> Is it what that the cord's gone? <laughs> no, that there's like now that the gray looks like a different color. It's not lined up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did notice this piece is a little flat, but it's lined oh, up pretty good. You think? I, and then I can go. I can go gray here, and then I'll go gray up here. Mm-hmm. You guys, it it looks good. Chill, everyone, chill. Looks great. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked on it. you do today? I built out my studio in front of a few thousand people. <laughs> you think they made it this far in the show? Yeah. All right. Oh, cool. Got some money. Eric Wise, Don 99. Hiding the cord live on air. I, I want the cord back. <laughs> Here, look, at, look, dude. Howie, Howie. There it is, buddy. That's like that's awesome. All right. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> morning we have the uh, the gentleman who wrote the article about Dale King uh, for Rolling Stone on. He's yeah. a reporter for Rolling Stone. We'll ask him what that's like. What's that like being a reporter for Rolling Stone? I got to stop doing that. I'm trying keep trying to do the show like this. He's like, hey, just bring your mic over here. It's cool. Yeah, there you go. Um, this is like watching uh, my 11 year old do the dishes. I totally get that. <laughs> And then, um, oh, we ha we have a show tonight. Yeah, Ricky Garrard, guys, six thirty. Holy shit! Just gonna straight up ask him. Were you gonna, could you have won the CrossFit Games this year? Maybe I'll go through some of the workouts with him. Are you gonna be on that show? No, I'll be coaching. Got all the afternoon classes. I hope Caleb's here. In the intro class. I like teaching the intro class. Do you want to see some other cool shit that I got? <laughs> I think I've seen it all. Unless, of course, you're talking to the audience, which makes a lot more sense. One of the new cameras we got is a FX30. And it's basically the FX3, but like a, holy shit, Whoa. historic moment. Wow. Um. And, and we can use it for Wadapalooza. It, it shoots 4K, 120. Uh, Costas Anton, 50 pounds, historic moment. Thank you. Wow. An art collector. Is... <laughs> Probably his daughter drew that or something. Oh. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Anton. Cost Costas Anton. Uh, love you guys. See you this evening with Ricky Garrard. Uh, bring your checkbooks. Oh, euros. Sorry, euros. Euros. What did I say? I don't know. Pounds? Dollars? Euros. Dolores? 
Euros. Wazi Miami. Yeah, I'm thinking, Gabe. I'm thinking. Wow. Oh, God, I'm so fucking glad you fucking brought this up. You need Chris Cooper on again. We're in growth phase of two brain uh, of of two brain changed our business. Mm, we got that coming up. Uh, hold on a second. There's something I have to tell you guys. Hold on a fucking second. You guys have to hear this. That's so good. You said that. Um. Oh, oh, oh. The survey. Yes. Okay. The, listen. The industry. Yeah. Uh. On November thirteenth. On November 13th of this year, Chris Cooper will be coming on to launch the State of the Industry report. So do you guys remember this magazine here? It's called The State of the Industry. It is so nice. It's basically it, – it's, it's crazy. If you want to cross the gym, you need one of these. They have the PDF online, but it's basically a magazine, and it has every single – statistic and piece of data you'd want to know average pay that someone makes uh, who's a coach at a gym average for a manager how many members are at a gym what uh, sex they are what it's just every little detail of all of of oh, fuck how many gyms hold on one second let me see uh, and, and cooper puts this together and gives this information away free mm-hmm. it's thousands i want to say over ten thousand gyms participate in this every single year it's just a survey what the average members are, how long the average member stays in the gym. It's a really cool, um, uh, the average cost to be a, a member at a gym. The average, the, the, uh, the normal hours, what percentage of gyms are open during what hours. It has everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy transparent. Which, how many of the gyms, these boutique gyms are CrossFit gyms? How many are not? I'm going to keep this here so I remember to talk about this every show. Got shit everywhere. And we're going to put a link to the survey in the uh, show notes of this show and every show following this show. So you guys could, if you own a gym, please take the survey. It takes a couple of minutes. And um, uh, that's how they gather the information for that booklet. So Uh, the survey takes six minutes to fill out. Oh, I need to make a a video uh, asking people to fill it out. Okay. Okay, so once again, uh, this is the State of the Industry Report Survey. It takes six minutes to fill out. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. And, uh, and, then, and, then, and then the survey, which is the largest survey of its kind by far. There's no, there's no second place. There's, there's, it's, there's just like nothing like this. Yeah. Um, and uh, Chris Cooper's nice enough to come on on um, November 13th and talk about some of the uh, – Sort salient or profound or important or relevant stats that might most be relevant or things that have changed from year to year. Yeah. Whew. Good alley oop. Thank you. We good. We'll start a commercial. My gym used to <laughs> suck. <laughs> hey, so um, I uh, how 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 can we put this in the show notes so it's in every show notes. We'll just put it in the default show notes, and then I'll make sure that we get it over to Caleb. So any shows that he schedules as well, and we all have it, and and we'll keep pushing it every show. Okay. Well, you just put it at the top for like a month, and and call it state. Please fill out the. If you're a gym owner, please. Is it for just gym owners? Who's supposed to fill this out? I don't have the information for me. I think it's supposed to be for gym owners, so that way they could collect the most accurate information possible. Oh, 
Okay, I clicked it. The goal of the survey is to provide gym owners with better insight into fitness industry. Please participate only if you own a gym with a physical location. There you go. No questions are mandatory. Please try to answer as many as you can. Answer honestly. Your info will be kept confidential. Bingo. Oh, CrossFit gyms, martial arts gyms, strength and conditioning gyms, access gym, personal training gym, other gym. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is good shit. Cool. Yeah, Another one you to what make kind of gym do you own? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. John Young Barbell is up to 1,600 followers. <laughs> He's killing it. I heard it, that, that program's all the rave. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, so I'm going to keep this state of the industry thing, thing here, and I'm probably going to print out that email so I can, like, pump it up every show. Good deal. I'll make a video on it. They didn't ask me, but... I'll ask Rich. I'll ask Ricky if he's filled it out. Ricky, Ricky. Mr. Garrett, have you? I know you're an affiliate owner. Have you filled out your state of the industry report? You don't even have to be an affiliate owner. Uh, Rich Froning, hi, how are you? Good. Do you own a CrossFit Mayhem? Yeah. Well, have you filled out the uh, state of the industry questionnaire? Takes six minutes, and it would be highly appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. His his gym will fucking skew all the fucking numbers anyway. <laughs> We make one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a month. God damn! No, it. no a day, a day, <laughs> a day. Yeah. yeah, we're pulling over just over a mil a month. Roger that. Okay, we 70, out. Hungry. Seventy-two thousand members nationwide, yeah. worldwide. <laughs> You're hungry. What are you gonna eat? Uh, I have some leftover, like um, ground-up meat. So I'm gonna cook that up, and I'm gonna throw probably four eggs into it. Leftover meat. Not like leftover. Sorry, just ground meat that isn't cooked. I just have a bunch of it. I usually throw a handful into it, into the pan, brown it up, okay. crisp it up. Four eggs, three eggs, depending. But Grace just went uh, grocery shopping at Costco, so right now I'm living like a fucking king. Those first two days back from Costco. Oh yeah, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You are living. You're getting like the real salmon and shit now, right? You're having some yeah, good. Yeah, real salmon. Chris Cooper and Jim. Your Jim's doing good. Real salmon. Yeah, yeah. We got it going on. I'm going to go eat that. Congratulations. I, I really appreciate it when you called and told me that story the other day. Yeah, awesome. it's cool, right? You deserve it. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's cool. Thanks. You were rewarded for, you were going above and beyond and the check writer saw it. Yeah. On, ac on accident. Yeah. Serendipitous, if you will. Dude, that's life-changing uh, money. Yeah, it's nice. It'll definitely help out. That's why I was asking about what, what we're going to do with that Instagram account. I was like, maybe Cross the Livermore will sponsor the fake account. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but I wanted you to pitch it to me. What's what's the return on it? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't feeling uh, it. Here's the thing. I'm more certain. This is a horrible pitch, but this is fair. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm more certain that CrossFit's dumb for not fucking paying me $50,000 a month to, to go to one seminar a month than I am that yeah. this idea is good. Like, they're just fucking nuts. I would, I would help their fucking seminar program so fucking much. That being said, I... Yeah, I think it would help. I would, I, hey, we'd get notoriety for your gym. I don't know if it would send... It would get notoriety for your gym for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would help someone like uh, Tier, though. It would get the, it just you. I would, can't help you sell anything. I can just get you the name of your brand into people's minds. Mm -hmm. 
This show of fuck people over by tricking them into I have a big Instagram account is brought to you by Cross the Livermore. <laughs> in the Livermore area, please stop by. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. It would, it would definitely work better if it was a brand that wanted to get their name out there and you could buy stuff online. Like it's a right, yeah. business that I have. So like unless you're in the area, it's, you know. Right. But people would eventually know what Cross the Livermore is. They already do. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. It's about fucking time. Hi. When were you going to fucking call, dude? Jesus Christ. What's up, brother? About time. I'm like I'm like yeah, the guy who's, whose ex-girlfriend hasn't called him in a year, and instead of saying thank you, I'm like, I start yelling at her. You bitch, you haven't called me in so long. It is hard to go with your shows. Oh. Well, I mean, 50 shows... CrossFit. I go to work one day. I keep up. I just sorry priorities. I hear you. Well, I I told called uh, a month or two ago, and I told started another business. So I had to. Uh, I can't. I gotta put social media all that shit down. But I got had to call in. I heard somebody was trying to me about a dick in the back of a cop car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. The, uh, you deserve better audio than this. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm disconnecting that. I'm going to see if that if I can make it better. Hold on, Corey. Hold on. Oh, We're going to talk about blowjobs in cop cars. This is going to be quick, too. I'm, I'm dying over here. I need From to what? Eat. You need a blowjob? I need to eat. No, I need to eat. Oh, oh go eat. Go eat. Go eat. Go eat. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, thank Bye. you, Matt Souza, for joining us. Enjoy, enjoy your food. Thank you. He has to take a deuce. He's he's prairie dog. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. So I'm the same one who got, for list, new listeners, I'm the same one who got a, a BJ from his HR director. Oh, that's right, at Home Depot or Lowe's or something. Yeah, at Lowe's. Um, but first time meeting my ex-girlfriend's grandparents, she had her brother give me a ride to their house in a Honda Civic. And on the way there, for some reason, I'm 17 at the time, but at the way there, she felt that it was a very good idea um, while her brother was driving to give me head in the back of the Honda Civic right before we go meet her grandparents for Thanksgiving dinner for the very first time. It was uh, entertaining to say, say the least. And yes, I went to completion um, and it was a very fantastic Thanksgiving dinner. I've never done anything in the back of a cop car, but I've definitely done plenty in the back of, uh, of a car. Do you think her brother knew? I'm, I'm pretty sure he, I was about two or three years older than him at the time. And so, you know, he's, he's 16 years old. I'm about to be 18, 19 years old. He thought I was badass, even though I was pretty much a, a loser at that point in my life. But anything I did, he thought was cool. He always tried to get me weed. He always tried to find his friends to get me alcohol. He just tried to be super cool. And so I guess he thought if he was driving the car while I was getting head in the back from his sister, that he was a badass also. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've done shit like that too, right? No, never. Come on. Wow. All right. Well, I had to call in. The chat Thank was you. Me to call yes. In. The more blowjob stories that happen in car, the better it is for this show. Well, I'll I'll drop one every three or four months. I don't want to unload on on one show. I sent you a text about Emily Kaplan. Oh, a text or a? Uh, she gave I you. I sent you a text. She, no, because she gave you a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I called in on one of the last Greg shows to see if he could come out to the university. So I'll send you another text 
to see if uh, if we can connect. Oh yeah, please do. To do uh, broken science. Okay, please do. Yes. Bye, brother. Y'all take care. Okay, thank you. I think I got blown in the back of a Civic and at the uh, by the HR lady at Lowe's. I got blown by the HR lady at Lowe's. Emily would never give this dude a BJ. Why not? What do you what what what's up? No, I'll call Gary. That's a good point. I'll get to call Gary. Uh, Milos Pope Popovic. Gary Roberts, I need to call Gary. This guy's a church pastor now. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Flores, uh, I have too many stories to tell. Half of them I can't speak of. Jeez. Write them down. Publish a book. All right, guys. I'll see you uh, this evening with Ricky Garrett. Thank you. Bye-bye.